0: <laughs> the,
1: old saint G- prick
0: old saint prick the, the gf doesn't get it man she just doesn't get it and i'm wondering if mrs dt or if women in general get it but they don't get guys just real just drilling each other she doesn't <laughs> why would you, he's your friend it's like oh for god's what really you know you haven't picked up on this and how many decades you got brothers they, did you ever Here, one man exchange with another man a compliment or a sincerity.
1: In my life? No, uh, no, no. I'm
0: I'm just saying the girls, that they're um, like, well, I thought Ben was your friend. Ben is my friend. That's why I called him a dick. They
1: don't get, well, they have at least haven't watched Cheers where, you know, the show Cheers, that's all it is. It's people that love each other and are friends just ripping the hell out of each other. The entire time at the bar. That's yeah. It is.
0: Especially. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who was the short gal married to Danny DeVito? What was
1: her? Yeah. Name? I can't, I can't remember her name. She was the she most Carla. Vicious, Carla, Carla, on the show. Yeah.
0: Carla. She was the most vicious one of them all. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I honestly, if somebody, it, it, you gotta, you gotta fit, you gotta always got to put it into context and put it in the environment. Like if you get the silent treatment, like dead silence, then you're hated. That that guy, at least anyway, hates you. But then at the same time, you got like, oh, wait, are they just getting older? You just don't hear from them, And now they got kids. And then, then you're like, hey, did I offend you? Did I say something that caused you? No, no, God, no, we're just really busy. So I'm like, okay, so this is out of my control. But yeah, it's like if I'm with a group of people and somebody doesn't insult like men and then I don't get insulted, it's all of a sudden like, oh, shit, something's wrong. Something, something doesn't go right.
1: And yeah. then- yeah, go ahead. That that's what I learned. I mean, when I was a kid, see, you know, back to how we were raised, right? We were raised to be good and Oh yeah, nice that's fuck and, off. And yep. all that kind of stuff and and so I never I had some friends that would do it, uh, but I never really engaged too much in the ripping on other people oh. until you know, basically swallowing the red pill, until just like, oh, okay. This is actually <laughs> what you're I, supposed to do i <laughs> didn't I, dude i didn't get it dude fuck you know
0: no moms can't raise children by themselves fuck all of you fuck your delusion and fuck above all else you women loving yourself more than your goddamn kids they need their fucking dads around and i was heavily skewed my parents got divorced uh, not, <clears throat> I was not raised under a single mom, but for a while I was. And even that one year was critical because for the longest time, I thought people picking on me, they actually hated me. And I thought yeah. I would like, like everyone hated now later on, it turned out to be true. People actually did hate my guts, but not all of that.
1: <laughs> not well, all it, of them.
0: <laughs> no, a lot of them actually liked me and they were like, Hey, Claire, you fucking
1: retard or whatever. And <laughs> oh, he says, I'm a retard. Why does no one like me? Were and you the didn- oldest? I was the oldest, yeah. Okay, I think that's the thing with the oldest though too cuz you're um the oldest is going to rip on their younger siblings, right? Right. And I think the younger siblings know, well, the oldest doesn't hate me. <laughs> it's uh, just yeah. ripping on me because I'm younger and stupider and weaker or whatever and I don't know as much as they do. And so maybe other siblings learn Quicker, the whole uh you know, give and take there's, and back there's and forth. That whole, there's the whole pro and con of being the eldest
0: in your family. Um, one, you don't get anywhere near the financial resources because your no. parents, you're you're first. They obviously the older you get, the more money you have. And if you're the first kid, that's that you're the poorest kid. Um, so, and I've seen it like blatant missed. Oh, the little kid, the little princess, or our little baby gets college paid for, right. and then the eldest didn't have it. It's like, dude, you can't. Because if I, if that was, at least my parents treated us all equally shitty. <laughs> right. But if, if you have such mistreatment, like, yeah, uh, the eldest has every right to fucking tell you to fuck off.
1: <laughs> but it's there's a, you also, know, oh. we're, we're supposed to be responsible. We're supposed to look after our, you know, right, younger you, siblings. You, and I think, I think just, they know the younger siblings know the old, oh, they look up to the older sibling and the older siblings like, Hey, you fucking idiot, you know, or whatever that you say. And but they know that they love them at the same time, and so I think older maybe the older siblings don't get the it, it's uh what what is it Sparta right you know it's right. uh, there was a whole way of raising children in Sparta. Not only did they raise them to be physically able to beat the shit out of each other, but the mental back and forth, the the mental sparring, mm-hmm. the the that was a big part of Sparta too. I guess uh, from what I've heard about history, yeah, you're. So-
0: <clears throat> It's You're not
1: new. G- it's definitely not new. The sparring no. is not new.
0: <laughs> but uh, being the eldest, you you are going to have no choice but to have it set on difficult mode. You're right. not on easy mode because your parents know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Um, there's a, usually a, a, a lack of funds. Um yeah you're you're gonna and you're gonna therefore it's it's almost like an intermediate. you know what it's really like it'd be like your parents are you know like the lieutenants or a captain mm-hmm. and your younger siblings are the enlisted and you're the sergeant that's got to get these idiots yep in 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 line <clears throat> and you you don't get a lot of direction from the from the officers and so you got to figure it out on your own kind of a lot of time but in the end and for whatever drawbacks are to being the oldest usually because you've had the most pressure you're the one that turns into the hardest diamond or the most uh, resilient steel or, or something like that. And then the cushy little easy kid usually becomes a fuck-up or something like that. Uh, usually. It didn't happen in my family. We're all over the fucking map. Uh, but yeah, being the eldest, you will you will come out at least the most jaded, the strongest, and the most resilient.
1: And the most, the most adaptive. I'm Gen X. My youngest sibling is millennial, so... How many and siblings you, can,
0: you got? I thought you only had one.
1: I only have two siblings. Yeah. Oh, okay. But the see, one since was, we're late Gen X, then, you know, they're... We are?
0: I thought we yeah. were... They keep changing that on us. I thought, oh, yeah, you're one of the first. I'm like, okay, I'm one of the oldest Gen Xs. And then, oh, no, you're not really. You're kind of middle. Now I I'm think, young? What the fuck? I think Who's Gen X ch- is
1: down to, like, 40 now, maybe 39. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're gonna slowly push us out, soon. we'll just let's just be millennials and boomers, and we'll right. we'll truly be the lost generation. We'll we, won't the yeah, the yeah, generation we won't have a name, the generation without a name, or like generation. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. This we see articles about this Gen X It couldn't possibly have been. There's no scientific proof they ever existed. Yeah, Clint uh, Eastwood in the spaghetti westerns, he was the man with no name, right? Man just with wandering no name. the desert, right? That's what we are. The generation, the generation with no name. Generation with no name. <laughs> Well, uh, what was it gonna? What's say? up today? What's up? We we got an early morning podcast. Oh, is this is my second week in a row. Oh, I might be giving your your fans, your listeners, a little too much DT, a little no. too much of the old DT. No, no, that's not possible. We. Uh, it's not.
0: Well, I haven't <laughs> been podcasting regularly because of this damn book. I. Hey, have you? You've seen uh, what's the Bill Murray Christmas show? No, not oh, Scrooge. Not just, Scrooge. Not Scrooge. Sorry, not Scrooge. Um, Groundhog Day. You see Groundhog. Day? Oh,
1: Groundhog Day is great,
0: dude. That is so. As I get older, that is such a wise film. Uh, because it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I I want to watch. But I remember seeing it as a teenager, a late teenager, and like, oh yeah, I get the. But it's it's such a statement about society. How most people just waste their life. What is the difference? And that was the whole point of the movie. How is his life any different? Between when he was caught in the loop and when he was living his life.
1: Uh, Well, he went through he the most interesting part about it for me is he went through like every stage within that loop that you could possibly go <clears throat> possibly go through suicidal um, hedonistic. Uh, and then, of course, he finally decides, well, I'm going to improve myself as a person. Mm hmm you know, go take piano lessons every day and, you know, and, and becomes this, uh, he takes advantage of, of, you know, he lives that day the best he can, Mm -hmm. even if it does repeat and repeat and repeat, he, he takes advantage of it. So, um, I don't know what, what was your thought?
0: Well, my, my thought was, okay, you're focusing when he's caught in the loop, I'm focusing like when he's out of the loop. And and everybody else, it. in other words, for most people, and I do mean 95% of the people out there, it doesn't matter if you're caught in a loop and you, yeah, and right. you live out your life expectancy living the same day over and over again, or if you actually have new days until you die. Most people don't change their lives, right? You, yeah, you, you could be stuck in a loop or you could live out the rest of your days. It doesn't matter. You're going to do the same shit. I understand you got to work. I understand there's things. Yeah, you got to eat. You got to take a shit. I understand that. Um, society is geared that way to kind of have a, <clears throat> a mass assembly line type of thing for our own survival and production. But even when it comes to your free time, what do you do? You go to the bar, you get your beer, you hork down your wings, you watch the game, and you're going to repeat that. Most people yeah. repeat that until they're dead. And I thought that was the lesson to take away from ground, uh, Groundhog Day.
1: Yeah, well, he was sort of forced, since nothing was changing around him, and we always want to see kind of progress, even mm-hmm. if it's just the days ticking away, mm-hmm. he was forced to change himself because everything around him was not changing. Right. Maybe. And and that's what, and both that lesson, and then what I'm experiencing now is,
0: it just made me appreciate because what I'm doing, the past month has been Groundhog Day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get up, Well, Seriously. No, I get it. I get it. I saw you you sent me all the chapters, so you've been hard at work. (laughs) Yeah, see the
0: production that's coming out? Yeah, no, it's it's eerie how, and I always kind of knew it in the back of the head, but man, you want to talk about a harsh reminder. Because what I do when I write books, do I like writing? You say you don't. I hate it. I hate it. So I want to get it as done as quickly as possible. This is going to be around a 350-page book, maybe 400 when I include the chapter or the section for women uh but i may postpone that for a separate edition uh but i've the last month my my is i do you know how i knew this i figured this out like oh my god it's been a month uh
1: you're wearing a christmas hat now no i
0: I had to cut a check i had to uh, pay Uh, a bill and i looked at the date i'm like jesus christ it's the 13th just this morning yeah it's the 13th i'm like i've been what happened and it's the same thing because you you get zoned, you write, and all of a sudden it's time to go to bed. You know, you go. You don't like out.
1: that feeling of being in the zone.
0: I like the feeling of being in the zone, but it's like you got to be in the zone a long. What's what's it take for the average person to write a book? Three years, four.
1: Uh, I don't think it takes that long. Um, when I was writing, I would try to write at least three pages a day, and okay. sometimes I'd write. You know, six pages if I was really, you know, running on all cylinders. But right. I always tried to get at least three pages a day, and so you know, yeah, a hundred days. Yeah, so that's, you that's know, about, I don't know. Maybe it's the first draft is maybe half a year, two thirds of a year, and then you go back and you edit. And I, I think getting a book done in a year is is probably achievable for most okay, people if right. they if they actually are doing it. Don't tell that to George R. R. Martin who takes, you know, a decade or so to get, to get well, his shit good done. For him. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: don't have that time, but, but yeah, it's, uh, you just get, I like being in the zone cause I know I'm getting it done, but even if I'm on fire three pages a day, that's pretty good. Uh, you're talking edited on top of where I'm, I'm shipping it out to you guys. I'm like, find the typos and people go, well, I think no, 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 no. I didn't send you free chapters for you to think. I send it to you to read through the fucking <laughs> chapters and tell me if there's missing words. Don't you dare tell me what it, that's why I don't. So
1: what do you You just want typos or do you want like grammar like this is a confusing sentence?
0: Yes. If there's something that stands out, just read through it. And if you find like, oh, this is the wrong word or there's a word missing, let me know Um, if there's like a if grammar. You say, like,
1: if you say wharf down rather than wolf down, then tell you yes yes
0: that that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking things where it's like come on eager use a completely wrong word or there's a word missing but or if there's a very lengthy
1: sentence that um you know something that you're like this didn't read right then let me know so i have i have a, a i saw all the titles of the chapters that you sent me right and it occurred to me i wanted to ask you are you considering changing the title at all of the book yeah no I mean, it just seemed like there was a lot more related to to boomers. Yeah, those are all short chapters. Have you opened a book? Okay. No, I haven't. I just saw. I just saw that. You know, it's like an outline when you look at the chapters. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, the, and and it's it, it's impossible to talk about the millennials without first, well, without somewhere addressing just what a shitty job and what a shitty generation yeah. the boomers were. Uh, I'm
1: just wondering if the title "Okay, Boomer" would just get
0: no, no. no. I have a I have a separate book. Picked out for the boomers. If I ever okay. get around, right? Okay, gotcha. So, okay, so just just trust me. The no, I trust knows you. What he's I do. doing, I, <laughs> I don't I mean just... Captain Capitalism. I mean the captain of the ship knows what he's doing.
1: I know you think about things a lot. I know. I just thought that, that that's sort of my job, it's just to ask a question. There's, Every there's once another, in a another there's another fifteen chapters coming by the way. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, exactly. maybe I mean this that is not it. the end of the book. No, okay,
0: not no. We that was just the setup. Now we we go on. Okay, but my whole point, uh. The last month, last month and a half has just zipped by, and it it you, you start to like lose it. You start not to feel like you're a human anymore. Yeah. You get up, you, da, 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 you do this, and so yeah, I'm happier than fuck for you to come on, and I don't care how many times you come on. I am, I am so. You don't see it behind the scenes, but I am so half assing it, in, in every other regard of my life, like the like the like the blog. I'm like, hey, here's some shit I wrote that fell on the floor and isn't going to make it to the, Hey, here you go. Uh, here's an excerpt. That's really good. Copy paste. Um, here's, here's a link to somebody else that spent the time writing it. And then asshole consulting is like, we're doing asshole consulting live. I don't have time. to so, And now people are like, Hey, I want my own video. I'm like, fuck. So, uh, yeah, it's, it makes, I think everybody should go through something like this. It could be college. It could be basic training somewhere. You have to seclude yourself And it is day after day after day after day. And then not only because I think it hardens you as an individual, but then you really appreciate the variety. Like when I am done with this, this fucking sitting down monk mode, banging out six hours of writing, hard writing, and then three editing every day, uh, the freedom I'm going to have, I'm going to, it makes you really, it's like Chad Elkins when he, when he's, he doesn't have to work but he'll go in during summer and work a corporate job. So you can appreciate the freedom that he has mm. when he's not working the corporate job. And um, how but, much, yeah. how hmm. much
1: is your anger or hatred towards writing in that you're not actually getting paid for it right now, that this is like an investment that this it, is, it's not like you got a book contract and you're guaranteed money to, to, to write a book. you're, This is an investment. You are writing a book and you're going to put it out there. You don't know how much you're going to make. You hope it's going to be a lot. You've got Mm -hmm. hopes, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not getting paid for doing any of this right now.
0: That's, that's not it at all. Cause frankly, I don't need the money. Uh, The minimalism is paid off. I'm old enough now. I don't know sports car, you know, uh, and every book I've written, like the first one I wrote to prove how good of a, of an economist I was to predict the housing bubble before it fucking happened. Uh, and mm-hmm. brilliantly so, I might add. So, I, most of the books I've written, I would have probably written for posterity's sake, or for for, for uh, some other non. The C book. I told you so,
1: basically. The C, I told, C so. I told you so.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Um, the Black man's got Out of Poverty, just to have it out there, to
1: mm-hmm. be that
0: thorn in the side of of parasites and Marxists and Democrats everywhere. Uh, the, yeah, I mean the money, sure, yeah, that, that's certainly been a factor. But no, what what I hate about writing is i
1: just hate writing i, <laughs> I hate it it's so funny i, I mean <laughs> the writer who hates writing I mean, you know what it's, just... it's
0: you know and i'll tell you exactly what it is you know what it what it reminds me of what it feels like
1: except uh, this time school. i'm
0: trying it reminds me of school i'm writing a fucking book report i'm writing a 350 page fucking book report and yeah. instead of like the half ass job oh dude dt i had it down man i would just you know Fucking fourth grade teaching. You're behind five book reports. I'm like, fuck you, lady. I can read. So I go to the book, uh, the the library. I was going to say the book place. And I'd go and I'd read the back of the book. And then I'd read the last three or four chapters. And I'd write some really shitty ass. Oh, God, just. You know, I would use numbers. I'd almost use a shorthand because I hated writing so much. <laughs> Aaron Clary, 10-year-old self-created shorthand. Cave
1: drawings. You're just handing yeah, uh, it
0: to the number two. You know, like how we text. That's almost how I would write back in 1984. And like, <laughs> here's your fucking book report, you goddamn school mom. Hope you die of cancer. And now I just think I it's am.
1: hilarious that you hate writing and you hate reading. I hate reading.
0: Dude, there's so much more to <laughs> it's like, life than like, Buy my book. Do.
1: Buy my book. I hate to write and I hate to read. <laughs> okay.
0: but I don't here's here's what I'm I'm not doing see, I'm not even writing books no more. What what I'm really offering is thought and philosophy and independence. And I would above all say economics in the fact that I allocate resources. I am truly this is one thing I have thought about. And I am truly an economist because economics is by definition the efficient allocation of resources. I, If you look at every book I write, I'm telling people to do what? To manage what most effectively? Their time, probably. Their time. This is the ultimate. In that sense, <clears throat> I, I am at a core an economist. So I am actually doing what I like. It's just the way to convey this information, you got to write. Right. And it, technically, two-thirds of, of the, quote, sales I have aren't even books. They're Kindle or they're audio. So right. it's it's it, all it is is conveying information. And unfortunately, uh, and fortunately, because I wouldn't even have had this opportunity 30 years ago without the Internet. The way we do that is you write the piece and then it's sent out other other forms of medium, including the written word. Um, And, you know, it, it's just I don't know. I'm trying. Man, every to Everybody
1: needs a book to sell too. You notice when anybody's on a news show or whatever, they've they're always pimping a book. You know, well, yeah, just, because it's just a, a part of supporting yourself. It, it's like you almost have to have a book.
0: I you you can there's other ways, you know, you look at at um, the the micro Internet celebrity, the uh, what we call him. I hate to use the word life coach, but uh, you look at, say, a Rich Cooper or and it doesn't even have to be, you know, our side of the world. Um, the GF loves watching these women review products.
1: Uh, right. On yeah. The Internet. Yeah. Uh, kids now we playing have with toys, yeah. kids
0: playing with toys. Right. What well, for whatever your taste, whatever your flavors, uh, there's somebody out there conveying information. That's all it is. And once again, we could even make the argument economics. Rich Cooper, uh, Rolo Tomasi, they're teaching boys how to efficiently allocate their time and we can make fun of women all we want. Oh, Tilly. Uh, I mean, the GF is all I heard. <laughs> we're going to bed last night. And I don't pay one damn bit of attention to Tilly Magoo and her and her fancy review or whatever. And it's never the same chick. I was like, what are you watching now? Who is that? Oh, I like her. Where's the thousands of other women? Why isn't it the same person? Like, you know, I listen to the same people. How can there be any consistency? So I completely tune it out. Except last night where all of a sudden she says, so like this is a double D, but this is an F. A da, 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 And also I'm like, what are you watching? And it's this gal. She's got huge cans and she's <laughs> reviewing bra. She's got this fancy little thing. I'm like, I'll tune into that. And uh, but once again, economics, saving women time. Like, oh, hey, before you spend your money, even your time going in. This is what I tried. This is what it I'm uh, this gal's an F cup. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll, I'll upgrade to an F cup you know, for my life, I thought double D's was the industry standard. I'm thinking, Oh, well that, that was, that's nice looking over there. Uh, but yeah, all it is, is is transferring information and being economic. That's what it is. you don't even need to have a book. Well,
1: if you've got F cups, that might have something to do with it. Well, yeah, (laughs) you might not need a book. If you've got F cups, (laughs) the, uh, there's a piece So on we're the on house. Older Brother. I was looking for the stream. We're on, older, yeah, we're on brother. older Brother.
0: Yeah, Older Brother hasn't had a podcast in a while. So, uh,
1: Which, which again, because I'm... So I'm actually not... I, this isn't the second week in a row. I was on Clary Podcast before, so this is Older Brother Podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> older
0: Brother exists to have a completely separate battleship that is a PG-13 yeah. version instead of the R version, so that when YouTube inevitably gets to the point that everything has to be rated G... Am I and oh Aaron said fart on the Clary channel? We have to ban him. Then I have this relatively more squeaky clean USS older brother that I can still and I can still I could do do consulting through older brother. You, know, you gotta here's here's what is the ultimate let me let me test you here, DT. This is this goes for Uh-oh. everybody listening. We're gonna listen everybody Old Cappy about to lay down some wisdom, all right.
1: You ready? DT, yes, hold. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm waiting. I'm, okay. I'm just listening. Pins yep. and needles. All right. Mm-hmm.
0: What is the true finishing line of retirement planning for Americans? I'm going to include women in this too because women have to save up money even though only 3% of the people tuning in now. Well, everybody listening. Everybody's American. If you do retirement correctly, what is the final finish line? When you're dead. Okay, while well, you're still alive, let's not get that esoteric and philosophical.
1: Well, you need enough money until you're dead. Okay,
0: define enough money. Show me what's your investment. Portfolio yeah, you got to look like. at
1: your quality of life and, uh, okay. and and your you know how much you need to experience whatever quality of life you want, and that'll determine how much you actually need right. in cash flow.
0: What is the purpose of retirement
1: savings? Well, it's to make sure you don't have to work, and yeah. Until you're dead, right? Yes, yeah.
0: So it's an insurance policy against expenses from Mm -hmm. the time you stop working to the time you're dead, right? We got this time we got to cover. I'm going to squirrel away some money. That is my insurance policy. I will not run out of money, right? You follow me so far? Yes. Can things happen that are bad? Absolutely. All right. So how much insurance do you need? What's your investment portfolio going to look like as to provide caveats for some things that you could predict and expect to happen.
1: Well, you gotta, you gotta put things into things that can't get rated for health reasons. You know, there's certain, certain investments that they can't go after.
0: Right. Okay. All right. And so
1: then, then once you got that covered, then, then you go for your daily expenses, but that, but those things could maybe be rated if you are suddenly an invalid or have to go to a nursing home or whatever. Who's going to do the rating? The government. Oh, the government. So, yeah. it's how's insurance that 40, against.
0: Okay. Insurance against 401k? the government. <laughs> uh, well, can the government take the four hundred and one k?
1: I think they they can they can do they could take the anything they, they want pretty much
0: they want. Yeah. So where do you got now? What? 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 See, everyone thinks. So oh, I squirrel a quarter million dollars away in my IRA or my 401k or 403b or whatever, and I got my social security. You, and you know what? If you get to that level, you're in the top five yep. percent of you're Americans. You're doing
1: very well. You're doing though.
0: very well. Not because you're lucky or you're rich. You're just you just had your head out of your ass. Yeah. You're you're you're. That's not enough because the government can take it. So
1: what do you got to do? You got to downsize and minimize and become this. Okay. You could become the sleek, machine. efficient machine with you're a thinking, walker. You're
0: not thinking outside the box enough. If you really want to make sure, what else do you I'm gonna give you a hint. Well, no, you, could, has, you could you could put
1: have, things overseas or uh, yeah. But I they could it. take it
0: too. No, not if you put it in a bank that has no US
1: interests, no US holdings. But what if it's a bank that in that country they'll they'll I mean, yeah, there is there's countries that are better than the US that you could that will honor their uh, obligations better than the U.S., I think. Right. Okay, but <clears throat> my point is this. But Just I'm a nihilist, like, and it all can get taken if they wanted to take it. Well, I like to make sure that they don't, because
0: it's either Aaron's living in a jail cell, or Casio Cortez takes my house, mm-hmm. or, or all, all my life's work. I'm not going down like that. I'm well, going to have. have I'm going to ha- well. <laughs> No, no, because here's the, you want to talk about a, a game the government can win. I'm not going against the United States military. No, and 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 I have it has been made very clear to me that quote unquote people on my team can't even show the fuck up no. to learn how to clean a gun. All right, no. so there's not going to be enough numbers. My tribe is going to be a bunch of fat, soft, quote unquote Republicans and names only. We're like, oh yeah, let's stop. It's like, well, take that position over by that hill. Oh, and then I could just see, oh, you're too fat to go run up that hill, aren't you? Why don't you stay here in the valley and get overrun by the infantry that's coming in? You know, I so what have I you have seen what's do, going on
1: in Virginia right now. Just a little sidebar because it's related.
0: Yeah, I do like to so see what that. you
1: just said. Yep. I the, like that. That's yeah, that 75 out of 95 counties in Virginia are telling the state house, go fuck, fuck yourselves. You're not yep. going to take our guns. No, nope, yeah.
0: no. Nope. And God bless them. God bless them. And that's one of the very few, but that's not enough. That's not enough. And so what I have to do, very much like the USS older brother, I need a completely separate battleship for retirement. Now, I don't need it. It, Whether that comes to fruition or not is another thing. But everybody out there, if you want to insure against the government stealing and raiding your, your retirement or your savings or your house, which is a very possible thing. Very possible because we, you got fucking Cortez, you got fucking Sanders, although he'll be dying relatively soon. Uh, but more importantly, these are these are people who are just uh, they're a symptom of of a group of the population that thinks they're just entitled to shit. They right. are parasitic, and so if there's enough of them, they'll vote in. Well, we could take away your house because you are you got the penite privilege and you got the white privilege. Or da, da, da. So and since. All the conservative libertarian types are a bunch of cucks. All right. I got to go. You all got to go have a plan B. Yeah. And so what you really need is you need a little plot of land somewhere in Portugal. You need a little plot of land, uh, maybe in Hungary. I don't know. I Maybe you got a, a villa or a, not a villa. What's a small little apartment called? A flat. You yeah. have a flat in Phuket, Thailand. All right. And then you have some money squirreled away in an offshore bank account or cryptocurrency that you go and you convert into, uh, <clears throat> oh, I used to know what the currency of Thailand was, um, but the bot, the bot, I think it's the Thai bot. Yeah, the bot. Uh, you convert it to bot and then Cortez gets your house and the parasites are filled in it and you're sitting there drinking your margarita, working on the internet and you can sustain yourself. You could continue on. And so that is what if you really want to do retirement right, you have a completely separate battleship you can retreat to when all the parasites and the communists come to take your boat. Sure. And that's that's what it is. That's how much it is so yeah, I don't I don't need to to work, but yeah, you damn right. I like one book. I just need one book to go viral. Right. Where I make, you know, if I made a million bucks, that's all. That's more than enough. I mean, after tax more than enough. But I would need like maybe 500,000, two retirements, essentially, quarter million each, quarter million for here, quarter million overseas. Right, And then then I'm golden. Then I'm as insured against every likely thing that's going to happen, including government confiscation. And then I can really just get the fuck out of Dodge if I want. The real issue is whether they try to keep me at the border. In which case, yeah, then the guns do come out.
1: Yeah, I think there there's always you have to I mean I I don't think I'll go as far as getting like overseas stuff. I prefer to just m- make sure that there's stuff that I have that the government doesn't know that I have. Right. And that's there you still can do that. Mm-hmm. It's called little gold and silver shops. Right. And you go pay cash and mm-hmm. no none's the wiser. And right. you know. So th- there are ways to hide that's why cash is so important. I mean, if we ever go to a cashless society, and that's one thing that cryptocurrency is is going to bring about. At cryptocurrency, the the right kind of got got played on that one. I mean, you're going to be a part of a system that tracks every transaction you make. Oh, that's a <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> so um, I think that that's that'll be the last death rattle of freedom, is if they ever get rid of cash or some kind of cash equivalent. I, but then, but then, yeah, people will just take gold and silver. I mean, the, there's going to be some way that people are going to want to to freely exchange goods and trade goods and services with each other without the government having its nose in their business. So. The, the,
0: the problem is, if it gets to that, that is going to be such a hindrance on the economy and the free flow right. of yep. exchange of goods and services. You're going to have a big crippling recession. You're going to have right. – uh, and it will be permanent but because I mean, it if won't the come back until you, get, until you get to the point where we can do electronic transactions – and have that kind of accounting, there's no, you you just cripple it. And what's sad is, you think Ocasio-Cortez is smart enough to know that?
1: No, she, no.
0: Fuck no. politics. No, no, no. I'm talking about just simple, raw intelligence to understand, not even basic economics, some simple logic. These I mean, Bernie said, like, we should have a free job for everybody. It's like, dude, have you thought anything through in yeah. your life? Well, have that's what I mean. mean it's,
1: if they're going around seizing and confiscating, Confiscating people's homes—it's freaking almost Mad Max territory. Anyway, I mean, yeah. what's the incentive then to do anything if uh, they can just come in and take your house? So, You're gonna,
0: well, fine—you took my house to what? Sold for worthless currency to right, buy exactly. nothing
1: in the stores. You know,
0: I mean, the, the communists end up shooting themselves in the foot. It's like, oh, great—the government owns everything in Venezuela. To what? To what? There's no toilet paper to buy. I mean, that's why you have to go overseas to get it. Like, uh, who's the dictator in North Korea? I forget. It's it's the newest, Kim fattest Jong-il. child of the previous.
1: Kim time, Jong-un or Kim jong whatever. or whatever. He,
0: yeah. He's got to go overseas to get Nintendo and food yeah. and everything else. But yeah, I mean, okay, so he gets that. But the country itself, there's nothing to buy. Venezuela, you got nothing to buy. So really, yeah, I mean, and in that's really
1: interesting be, thing about homes is that, I mean, if you look at the big mansions that, that the big rich people have bought in the past. Mm -hmm. There's not really a market for them because the maintenance costs are so high because I mean, it's people just think that oh, these homes are valuable because they're valuable. No, it it Mm -hmm. takes a lot of upkeep to keep them valuable. And if you're going to, if you're going to go around and confiscate people's homes, all that, these things are all going to go into disrepair and not be worth shit. So Minneapolis there, there you want to see
0: something funny. Uh, Minneapolis, oh, we're jacking up taxes. 7%. Yeah, this is on top of when they said uh, I th- one they passed the law saying you cannot refuse to take an application from some from, from, from yes someone right from
1: section eight even if they're a felon or whatever yeah. well no, no, no
0: maybe there was the felon clause in there but they they said you you didn't have to approve them but you could not re- reject their application which actually ends up hurting the section eight applicants more because you got to pay for an application fee
1: okay So it's,
0: it's like you're doing them a favor so we don't take section eight don't waste your thirty five dollars or whatever it true. is. true yeah and that's what I would do I'm like no we don't take section eight save your money and, you know because so it actually ended up hurting the poor more than anything else. Then they refute. Now they you can't build homes, standalone homes. It has to be apartments. Yep, that's there's right. There's no more stand- And then I think they made it where now you have to. I think you got to take Section Eight, um, and everybody has to has to take the application or it has to. Actually I think you award have to it. like, like the, you can get sued now. It, whatever. Okay. I'd have to relook at. But it went one step above, and now it's like you don't own your home. And you know what's going to happen to home values? They're going to go shit down because you're paying rent to the government. Now you have a legal liability housing the degenerates of our society and the parasites of our society and the ones – and forget whether degenerates or parasites. People are going to fuck up your house and destroy your investment. That's – that's what's going on. So there's no economic value. You're buying a liability. I said that 10 years ago. You're it's buying a, stimulus, a liability.
1: Though. It's a stimulus. When these pieces of shit rent your house, they destroy it, and you have to go to Home Depot and buy a bunch of stuff to fix it up. I it's know. the literally
0: the broken window fallacy. It is. It is. But you know what's great? <laughs> what? Who've, you know who's suffering the most now? Oh,
1: poor people
0: well poor people again yes but liberal homeowners in the twin cities yes right it's it's just and stupid investors like oh we got to get in on this hot market and i'm like are you fucking nuts i even had a buddy he owned an apartment building in in minneapolis i'm like are you fucking nuts he's like what i'm like get the fuck out of there yeah yeah sell your. i mean do you have a capital gains i mean are you all right well yeah i make a pretty good problem. He's been thinking about it i'm like Get the fuck. And then all of a sudden they started passing those laws and he sold it. And he's like, dude, that, that was, that was a good idea. Thank you. Okay, I'm like,
1: yeah. Just well, who do you think sweeps in and buys things for pennies on the dollar? Speaking of Christmas and it's a wonderful yeah. life, you know that, this whole yeah. time of year, who sweeps in and buys things for pennies on the dollar when when regulations and government destroy the value of everything? I don't know the government, some kind of nonprofit agency, rich people, the rich people. No, they don't. Like,
0: what, what do you mean? They have to have a. If you're a smart rich, but look, venture capital groups, Blackstone Capital is not going to go into the Twin Cities and just start buying up properties where you pay out a third of your cash flow and rent out to property taxes. No, no, not right now.
1: I'm saying after they've destroyed everything and realize, oh, shit, we need to start having incentives now for rental property. That's when the big boys come in and they buy up everything and they get all those government free goodies. And okay. You you know. might, okay. Maybe. No, okay. Now we're in
0: crony capitalism.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. What like. I'm saying is, is that these idiot leftists, they don't realize that when, when they destroy everything, they're trying to destroy things because they want to get at the rich people. Right. You can never get at the rich people. They always they find leave. a way. Right. <laughs> That's They'll why they're rich. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't even think there's, I don't even think that opportunity exists. As much as you think it does, uh, well, isn't if that, that was that... the case, Detroit would have been turned because Detroit you can buy properties for penny on pennies on the dollar, yeah right, but again you're you're engaging in a contract with an opposite party, and that opposite party is the municipality of Detroit, which is notorious for. Jacking up their property prices, not right. you know sending in enough cops, siding with people that want to destroy your property, essentially not protecting property rights, and having all these rules and regulations about well, you got to do this and you got to do that, da, da, da. and people with the money like fuck it, I'm gonna go down to Tennessee or Houston or Alabama and buy properties where I can actually make a profit.
1: Right. Well, so I don't think rich I don't dad, think is that dad? Uh, isn't a rich dad poor dad kind of he's made all of his money on rental right right properties. Right. And he said, I saw him one time and he said, well, I'm just investing in what the government encourages, which is people being able to live in a piece of property. And so the way he was making it sound is that at at a certain point, Detroit obviously is not there yet, but at a certain point, it becomes very profitable to provide the housing that the government wants.
0: The only way
1: incentives or, or, you know, (laughs) right. That's the the only way. And now
0: now we're going to crony capitalism. Now, who gets those sweetheart deals? Oh, uh, it's the buddy of Mark Dayton. It's right. the buddy of the mayor. It's it's the cousin of the council person uh, in District five or whatever. That's who get. And then then they bitch and whine was like, usually those crony capitalists are Marxist leftists because they're contributing to the Well, maybe not Marxist, but they're opportunists and they're contributing to the campaign fund. So they get the kickbacks. But by that time, I mean, now it's kind of a quasi government housing. It's not as good as you would think it would be. Um, right. Yep. Yeah. I, no, no. And and that's not open and free. Well, let's say you're 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 regular Joe, you're regular Joe. You're a black dude on the north side of Minneapolis and you want to start investing in property in the Twin Cities. You want to help your community
1: because you actually believe that shit. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Does he stand a chance if he doesn't no. have a connection with it? No,
1: he doesn't. Not no. not at all, because all the, the leftists will will punish him when they want to punish the big boys, the, big, the, the big rich people. Mm-hmm. And, and they just, they're it's rope-a-dope. They just don't understand that every move that they make just, just empowers and makes the rich people even richer. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they don't get it. No, <clears throat> So I don't know where we're going with that, but uh, yeah, that's why stop you need it. that rant. Yeah.
0: That, that I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, that's why you have to invest. I mean, if you're going to do it right, you really want to insure against everything. You have a little bit overseas. You have to have like a life raft overseas. But like you said, we all
1: die eventually. I know, right?
0: I know. But but like, <laughs> I like serenity. I like calm. I like peace. It's just I don't have expensive tastes. It. I'm I'm in a pretty good position. This book. I'm I'm kind of hopeful. But it would not surprise me. I've said it before. It would not surprise me if all of a sudden this makes it to a to a New York Times list. Um. Because it is that well written, it is that controversial. Although I don't know, have you even read any of the chapters? I no, gave I read? haven't
1: yet. Well, okay, yeah. never
0: mind. And you could have, you could have verified or denied. Like, nah, Clary, this is shit. Or like, oh yeah, I might have. But <laughs> I think the topic and then the writing and everything else. This might be. We're also in Cappy now. Got a little bit of, a little bit of money in his pocket. I'm gonna go bust some tags, and then I might buy myself a little, a little piece of land in portugal people so you got a marketing
1: you got a marketing plan to you know try to get on podcast yeah i don't No,
0: it. i i gotta i got my my regular crew my posse uh,
1: yeah. of
0: dudes and dudettes um i found anybody else who's a who's an aspiring author here's the best use of your money don't run ads save your money and pay some key people the extra money to read and review your book
1: okay that's
0: yeah. what i've found Um, so like, uh, I'll probably just advertise with Rich Cooper. Um, and a lot of these guys will just promote it for free, but if you want something serious, that's going to cause you, Oh, Hey, here's this book. And it's just a commercial. No one follows it. Uh, but if someone reviews your book, uh, and gives you their opinion of it, that is a much more effective way. Um, I have some pretty sizable contacts within the not mainstream media, uh,
1: the internet media. Um, and then there's other tactics I have involved. Who's the most popular millennial podcaster right now? I mean, who's, I mean, would James it be Franco, that?
0: Franco, maybe? Is that the guy's name?
1: Who's the PewDiePie? Is he a
0: millennial?
1: PewDiePie, yeah. Yeah, is probably the more, po- yeah, he is younger. I mean, if you could get in front of that guy's eyes, <clears throat> you know. Hey, I don't th- I'm making fun of you here. <laughs> yeah, do you no, th- and
0: th- no doubt about it. The confrontationalism. Mm-hmm. is uh part of the advertising to make it controversial right uh my best what was the, what was the best week in all my career so far it, it was probably mad max right it was mad max where the world hated me yep. more than the guy that shot cecil the lion right and that all started with uh uh the the mary sue not the peggy sue i'm like that's a song yeah. there's a website called the mary sue and she's a leftist feminist marxist and um she thought she was hurting me and <laughs> i i've uh, so, i won't lie i've written some other articles where i'm like well i'd like a repeat of that right. and so i've set up fake female email accounts and i've emailed the Mary Sue I'm like look at this dickhead what a jerk (laughs) and then she either didn't find it newsworthy or she knew and didn't bite I'm like damn it I was just like oh you know that so I do have that you know use your enemies against you and that's that's probably the number one variable or determinant when I choose what book am I going to write is I'm I'm not going to write something that is just happy and dopey and it, it has to piss off people yep so it has to ha- and it has to have value to another group of people. So if it's controversial and I launch it, you know, worthless was kind of the same thing there, where it's like, yeah, your degree's worthless. I mean, take, people get their tits in a bundle over that, and this would be the same thing. I'm, I'm sadly, it it takes a couth, not a couth, it takes a savvy, um, millennial to know that the book actually is intended to help them, right. But I'm banking on the fact that the vast majority of millennials are brainwashed to be perpetually and always offended, even though they're, they're now approaching the age of 30 on average. They are still petulant little children, and I'm banking on them being offended, and I'm banking on them uh, throwing rage about it uh, because it is a very damning analysis, not even accusation, analysis of the millennials. And, and again, the whole point is, look at this. Do you guys want to become like this? Look at this. It's like, look at the freak show. Oh, my huh? God, the horror. No, you'll never want to sleep in you Hide your children's ears, boys and girls. Cover their eyes. I present to you the millennial. And ah! people scream, I don't want a major in sociology. No, Dad. Look at its ugly horror. My God, this abomination that God allowed to create. And, and uh that's kind of the... A PT Barnum kind of approach to it. So,
1: see, I see you like uh, those uh, the preachers that go to the college campuses. At least when I was going to college, there were these guys that would always set up shop a couple times a year, and they always got the big crowd because they're you're all going to hell, and you know, just they're being controversial (laughs) and they're condemning people. And and even back then, uh, I was kind of like, it would be really clever if these people actually didn't think that and they were just acting that way to lure people in to then get them to think about god and all that kind of stuff. Right. No, they you, were that crazy. They were They were my, that crazy. Yeah. My reaction was to think more about god, but they they were just there to <laughs> to to get on their high horse and condemn they us. They were there cuz no
0: church would take them and they
1: don't actually right. have a real degree in divinity. That's why right. not ordained pastor. Uh, yeah, you're the bullhorn. You're the bullhorn. You're bullhorning. That's no, what you're
0: it's doing. not. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a much more nuanced approach to it. And this, this isn't to pick on millennials. This is any human. How do you really piss off a human?
1: Uh, how do you really? piss? What's the, off? what's
0: the biggest way to insult somebody?
1: Well, to get them to look in the mirror, probably.
0: Okay. But not even that much do I attack them and yell at them and say, you're all going to burn or and I've done that. I've been at a, I had a seminar at university of Minnesota Duluth where I was warning people about worthless degrees and all the looks I got DT. They thought I was this <laughs> precious dumb old man. I mean, if they could have said, okay, boomer, if that was right, a hashtag, they, they would have pat me on and say, okay, boomer. Cause they just thought, look at this funny guy. And, and that was gosh, 10 years ago. I wonder how many of them wish, Oh, that crazy guy was right.
1: Um, but if tell me, you, tell me how to okay. truly piss somebody off.
0: You ignore them, but you talk about them while they're in the room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm really doing with the millennials. I'm like, see that? You know, I go over to this Gen Z, hey, kid, come here. See that? See that guy over there with a cup in his hand asking for a bailout? for stupid student loans you don't want to become like that guy. it's no, like it's-
1: the scientific presentation where the person in the audience is like holy shit this guy's talking about me yeah yeah and that's <laughs> oh how no piss- this might be me <laughs> like they- you realize halfway through you know first it's like oh okay this is interesting oh yeah hey, well, it would suck to be them oh shit <laughs> that's oh, shit me. <laughs> right but this is this
0: is the whether it's negative attention or positive attention you take the absolute value of it.
1: You know, okay, yeah, sure. The
0: girl you're sending flowers, she takes attention, she takes value from that. The girl you're saying, How dare you break up with me? That's attention. She's going to take the absolute value of it, even though it's negative. And anyone, not just millennials, it's the same way. But if you really want, see, if I say, Look at those stupid millennials, majoring in dumbass shit. Uh, they're going to they're say, look at that funny guy who's ignorant and racist and sexist and has privilege yeah. and whatever else their, their mind viruses has trained them to deflect criticism. You can say, Oh God, I hope the millennial you could do anything. Blah, blah, blah. And then the millennials do this gah, 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 because you're, you're stroking them off and they love nothing more. But, it. <laughs> but if you, if you treat them like a zoo animal, All look right. at the lion, look, look at that thing. Look at how it's eaten. It's meat. You see yeah. that, Bobby? Bobby, do you want to be a lion eating meat like they're like, hey, uh, excuse me, I'm a sentient human being. And then you're like, you don't even pat him on the head saying, sure you are. It's like, God, look at how these fucking up over It's like there.
1: a dispassionate criticism. Just kind of. It,
0: right. It's you're not even human, you're right. not sentient. You are now a subject of conversation. You're all to right. be studied like apes in the jungle you know or or even millipedes and look how the millipede moves about see how oh, it's eating shit do you want to eat shit when you're when you graduate from con, from college jimmy well then don't major in the liberal arts like like they're not even part of the conversation let alone the solution
1: you are they're the re- art critic sitting there in the in the the studio or whatever looking at the banana duct tape to the wall <laughs> and stroking your chin and going hmm hmm and pointing things out <laughs> right
0: so that that is the controversy that I'm, I'm banking on. Uh, and, and unlike when people say it, this, I actually do mean it because this would be the appropriate use of the phrase. This might start a conversation among the country about whether we want to keep destroying future generation after future generation after future generations, youth and lives, yeah. among other things, sending them to worthless colleges, worthless degrees, all these other mistakes. And so um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But hopefully, $500,000. Huh? Then old Cappy's <laughs> got himself a little plot of land outside of Lisbon, Portugal. And I sit
1: there in my flat. Say, did you have topic. any topics? Or did, could I bring up a topic? You may bring up a topic. Go ahead. Because well, it's related to millennials and their student loan debt. Let, me, let s- me do this. Let me get some some sponsors
0: out of the way here real quick. Sure. Uh, daybydaycartoon.com. Visit my buddy Chris Muir if you need... a. Uh, a little bit of a laugh, or you want to read through basically it's a web comic. it is the longest running conservative webcomic comic uh, out there. Day-by-day cartoon.com. One of the coolest guys ever, Chris Muir. Uh, the rules reclaiming your freedom, your manhood, and your sanity. Uh, you could go that by going to von Gobel Rules, V-O-N-G-O-B, L-E-Rules.com. Mig Guide to Retiring in on 200000 dollars in Southeast Asia. Uh, you can go to MGTOWbooks.com, use the promo code Aaron to get that book, get 10% off. Uh, if you are interested in going to Southeast Asia and you've kind of had your fill with uh, Western women, check that out. MGTOW's Guide to Retiring on 200000 in Southeast Asia at MGTOWbooks.com. Uh, com. he has uh, been kind enough to uh, throw me lots of money to promote his digital marketing services. So if you need digital marketing services, go to NickSchulanner.com dot com and then the science of mastering women uh you can find that book on amazon.com it's written by linda gross who also hosts the men's advocate show and where do i find it? it's called google search the men's advocate show by dr linda gross Uh, you can find her book online as well and then the pence principle which i have right here makes a great book great christmas gift very short read more uh, essay i guess Written by Randy Bentwick about how basically not to get me too'd, how to protect all your investments. DT, remember, like you, 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 uh, you might have made a very wise, uh, move there getting married early and being well, I, a homebody. Well, oh, imagine uh, if you're going out and about and dating nowadays, uh, what you know, uh, all uh, your engineering I, I, money would have gone away.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, it, um, chance and choice. I made a lot of good decisions, but I got lucky too. So,
0: yeah, well, I just, Imagine, see, you saved yourself such bullshit and headache, not dating and not going to nightclubs. <laughs> you so avoided such shit.
1: Well, if I, yeah, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't have had one itis, but I would have, uh, I would have just, I mean, it's. there's nothing wrong with just being friends with people and having fun and not having expectations. I mean, I think that's, I think that's the big, the big issue is just what your expectations are. And if you got zero expectations, Whatever happens is going to be great, right? Yeah. No, I know this may shock you. <clears throat> Am I already assertive
0: and forceful enough? Do you think
1: maybe? I'm, yeah. I don't, okay. you're not very passive aggressive. No,
0: I'm not passive aggressive. No, I'm, yeah. not. I'm not really. You, you weren't joking, right? No, I'm not joking. You're yeah, not. Yeah, no. yeah, I'm, you're, I'm no. straight up. I would have been even more assertive dating women. Like the first oh, thing sure. I would have been, I would have been like, if you're not going to show the fuck up. Don't even fucking give me your number of it. I mean, I would have been like right up front. And uh I always said, yeah, you know what? We're going to have sex. If you don't like that, go fuck off. I mean, it would have been the soup Nazi It would have been soup. And yes, my dating would have gone down to nothing. But the handful of women I would have had would have actually showed the fuck up on time. a would ways. I would have just <laughs> been absolutely like, fuck you. No, you're going to meet me at the coffee store um, where I'm going to be sitting working. And then maybe we'll go like there. I would have never remember, that you. That's right. You never dated. There was a time where it's like, yeah, let's meet for dinner. I'll come pick you up. You never had that experience. We had to go pick a girl up.
1: I mean, yeah, I've, I've been on a few dates here and there. Sure, you know.
0: I thought you only dated
1: your wife. No, no, I, I dated some other people, but it right, wasn't that, very much. I mean, right. it wasn't a relationship. So,
0: yeah, that doesn't happen anymore. God bless the millennials and Gen Zers on that. They know they don't go pick people up. You don't pick up your date. <laughs> Did you have wait when you when you drove to pick the girl up, did was she living at home? Yeah. So you had to meet the parents, right? Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, were you a kid or were you uh, an adult? Uh, yeah, age? I
1: mean, you know, early college, late okay, high school. Well, you, were yeah. you were an adult. You were an adult.
0: Yeah. No, I remember that. The last time, I think I was thirty or thirty one, um, I picked up you remember Crystal? Not the person, not Crystal, the woman, but the town of Crystal. Uh yes. I was dating this gal. Um, she lived in Crystal, which to other other people listening, Crystal is a it's a neighborhood. It's a living community. It's, uh, it's a bedroom it's in the community. Yeah, yeah, a bedroom community, and it's not a suburb. Uh, suburb ish. It's one of the first suburbs of the Twin Cities. I think it does border Minneapolis proper, right on Highway 100. Atham looked that up, um, and so it, it was just weird a 25 year old, a 26 year old would live there. And I'm on my way to pick her up. I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. You know, usually they're downtown or they're in the suburbs or some like, that. this doesn't make any sense. So I pick, and then I knocked on the door and guess who answers or her mom or something old man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and Uh-oh. it was night. It was nighttime. It was, it was, it wasn't too early, but it, it, it wasn't, it was getting later. I think it was like eight 30 or nine. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. I think I have the wrong house. Like, oh no. Are you Aaron? I'm like, and then in that second, I'm like, oh, fuck. She lives with her parents. And so here I am, a 31 year old guy thinking it's 1989 all over again where I'm sitting in the room looking at their parents. So what do you do? Uh, I'm a banker and ballroom dance instructor. Well, Amy or whatever her name was, that she'll be ready in a second. Do you want any like coffee or a tea or soda <laughs> pop? And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, which was a sign DT. It was a sign of things to come for the other generation where everyone would be living at home into their thirties.
1: That's very traditional though. You know, it's very, I mean, back in the day, people dated a lot younger. They courted a lot younger. They got married a lot younger. And so you had to, you had to meet the parents, right? I mean, that's, I I suppose you look at all the old movies and it's always the parents there. And yeah, that was, yeah, that was 40 years from
0: before then.
1: I'm just saying it's traditional. All these trad cons, right? All these people no, that no, don't no, want no. to bring That's back like traditional. Tradition. That's
0: our daughter majored in the wrong fucking shit. And still <laughs> yeah. has to live at home. That's right. what that was. Now, <clears throat> thankfully, uh, parents are still married. Got, to, got to applaud it. Got applauded to that nuclear family. Father was there. Nice, nice parents. Nothing wrong with it. But and of course, and then she blew me off. I, I That was a mistake. I took her to a, a Royce's Blue Room rossi's blue room you ever go there when you were no nope. right, really. like
1: a... you're asking me here
0: <laughs> i don't know i forgot you don't you don't leave your five yeah, mile I perimeter there well anyway i took her to this very expensive place that i forgot was a very expensive place the only reason i knew of this place was because it was a really good jazz club i'm like okay. oh, i'll take and we'll just get food there and all of a sudden the bill was like 110 dollars. i'm like Ooh, Fuck. back then yeah, yeah and she was then giving me like the cold treatment like just pulling teeth and i'm like Fuck, you know, and uh, I didn't want to go out with her again. And she never called me again. So it was a grief. I was like, God, I could have just taken her to McDonald's. My point is, my point is, there's no longer that investment of time or money. You don't pick uh. a girl up. You don't go to their house. You don't meet their dad. It, it is. And I God bless. I applaud all you Gen Z boys, you millennials. You this is one of the few bright spots. In addition to micro brews, one of the few bright spots of the younger generations. These boys figured it out. Uh, if for any other reason they don't have the money we will meet for coffee meet someplace we will meet someplace where i can do my own shit and if you decide to flake that's cool i could still pound away on my internet uh write something or do my work or whatever uh, and have myself a coffee still have a good time you boys are so smart eh? they become flake proof the young men of today have flake proof themselves you know what a great advancement and achievement that is
1: uh, yeah, it saves you a lot of frustration, for sure. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. But they
1: should devote that <laughs> that saved energy towards something good. <laughs> I think your book says that they're not.
0: No, they're not. But look, at least they didn't waste their time. Right. I mean, dude, do you know what a pain in the ass that was and an opportunity cost? Where you had to drive to pick someone? Okay,
1: Atham looked this up. DT, how far is Coon Rapids from Minneapolis? Yeah, you know, it's well, it's enough. It's far enough, especially nowadays. Yeah, it's distant. So a gal, here I am. Okay. Highway 10 is terrible as oh, well. God. So well, I didn't do I did 252 up the
0: river because yeah. that's where this girl she lived almost to Champlain. Uh, okay. but anyway, yeah, for, for for people who don't know, back in the day, we're talking way the fuck up north. Um, where it was ending up becoming farmland, is a town called Coon Rapids it's town area. And this gal who was in my my class, uh, older non traditional student, she says, "I got to set you up with my with my niece." And dumb twenty one year old cab like, "Okay, no." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I wasn't busy, DT, right? I didn't have anything going on. <laughs> right. Resources were ample, right? Back when I was twenty one, right?
1: Yeah, you weren't just fighting to survive at all, well, uh, so, as as we've been told.
0: So this gal lives at home at twenty. Lives all the fucking way in Coon Rapids. I take a Friday off. It was summer. I remember I go to school during summer, so I never have to, cause I hated school. I drive all the fucking way up there. Now, I had worked my ass off and became the first in history to own a convertible. It was a small, dinky piece of shit, but by God, it was a convertible. And I'm like, okay, here we go, Claire. Meister. This, is, this is what you've been training for. You, you, got, you got good grades. You make good money. You work right over at the police department as a campus cop. You got uh, reputation. You got your car. You know where to go. <laughs> so I drive all the way up to Coon Rapids. I drove all the way back down to the Twin Cities because I'm going to take her to First Avenue. But then I want to show her with the top down, the skyscrapers. Okay. Uh One of the cool, that was one of the greatest things I remember being a young man is when I got my convertible for the first, I put the top down and you could look up, drive downtown and see the skyscraper. I'd even throw my buddy the other here. You drive. I want to look at this. We get approaching to downtown, the exit on Washington Street. Atham, look this up. We get to third. No. Washington, no, not Washington. Where we go right up to where there's the IDS Tower and the Wells Fargo yeah. Tower. Yeah. Guess what she starts doing?
1: She starts complaining about the wind, maybe, and her she hair. She freaks or something.
0: out. Not, not not like throwing a tantrum. She just gets really nervous. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, well, I don't I don't feel good. Can we go back home? And I'm like, what? I mean, and, and you gotta trust me on this. I wasn't acting freaky or weird. She huh. was just so secluded, so pampered. She didn't like being downtown.
1: She was downtown she was D, a female DT. She was a female DT. What am I doing downtown?
0: Oh, I, it's I scary. Had, <laughs> I had I was like I'm going to take her to Blues Alley. I'm going to take her to First Avenue. I know all and I did. At the time I knew where all the cool spots were and I had to turn the car around, drive her ass all the way back up to Coon Rapids and then come back home. And I, that doesn't happen anymore. Thank God. You boys go to the coffee store. You sit there, you listen to her drone on about her feminism and her worthless degree or whatever the fuck it is or a career, whatever. And you're like, okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Maybe we'll go get a drink now or, uh, yeah, and, and buy that. You boys are so far ahead, not having these women flake on you. And you know what <clears throat> have women, not the, I know you don't like talking about this, but have women really honored their side of this equality bargain?
1: No, of course not. No, no, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, what, that's they not want a all the standard. rights, not it's, the responsibility. Yeah, it's cake and eat it too. Yeah. Right. That we have
0: achieved parity in that regard, and that is the first dates. That the, I think the men have achieved okay. that because it, it's kind of like marriage. I, I think we've also achieved parity there because men always propose. And so men are proposing less and less and less because women aren't going to propose. So we still have all the power on that one. And marriage rates go down, things like that. But I think one of the one of the rare victories, but a very clear victory, a very large hill that I think young men have captured is that we have achieved equality when it comes to the first date, because men are not driving 30 miles one way, 120 after two round trips to pick girls up and take them to restaurants anymore.
1: Yeah, they don't have the money they don't have the money to do they it. They don't have the of car. And so, yeah, yeah, there's
0: traffic. Well, I mean, there's other uh, environmental factors that provide a great deterrent from doing so. But there, I think there's also a piece like, yeah, no, let's meet. Let's meet for coffee first. And uh, yeah, you girls missed it. It was a great time, guys. would take you to dinner. They they try and charm you and woo you. They'd, you know. Yeah, it's called wooing. And...
1: Yeah, there's no wooing, wooing anymore. Yeah. There's yeah. no
0: wooing it. No, it it's and now it's like an interview. There's no
1: reason to. I agree with you that that the whole wooing idea, trying to convince, trying to seduce, Flirt. trying to do all yeah. the, it just it's it's too dangerous now. It doesn't work most of the time, and so in a weird way, the the terrible advice of just be yourself. Is what is happening. Right. And, you know and what, since they don't have any other options, it's, it's for, for however much it's working, it's working.
0: Yep. <laughs> Which that, isn't much. You know what? That It's no longer happening. What's no longer happening? They're, you're no longer ha- They're no longer tickling their fancies. No, Remember that? No. Oh, he tickled her fancies. That meant, right. I mean, he, he got her to laugh. Right. And dude, well, get see, damn it, DT, I wish you dated more. There'd be times you'd be on fire. That's how you told the girl that you could tell the girl liked it. She, she'd laugh at your jokes. You're oh, tickling yeah, her fancy. That's, yeah. oh,
1: that's the first clue is if oh, they yeah. laugh at every stupid joke you say, which then can get annoying, so girls need to understand you don't be too aggressive with yeah, laughing uh, at jokes. But, no, but if you're you, if you're doing your fair share of laughing at jokes, the guy should understand, oh, this chick likes me. So.
0: Well, but I I always thought you had to get her – like. You don't want the girl to fakely la- laugh at your jokes.
1: But see, that's the point. If they like you, it's like you said, yeah. Um, we as young men were always surprised when someone actually liked us. I agree. Like, oh, this woman actually wants to be with me. My Almost efforts to the point you wouldn't minimal. recognize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't recognize because you're not you're not trying to woo. You're not trying to make her laugh. You're not trying to do anything, and yet she still is laughing and wants to hang around and yeah, shows like, up at why your are door. you here? I mean, I had a girl show up at my door and like, you know, Hey, you know, and she wanted to hang out. And I was like, well, you know, I thought she was with this other guy. I'm like, well, he's (laughs) not, he's not here right now. I guess you can (laughs) hang out with me until he gets back. (laughs) And she was there for me. And I had no idea.
0: (laughs) I ever tell you the time,
1: um, I was working security
0: and, uh, we'd walk girls home and we'd have regulars and the gal wanted to know if I'd help her drive to lacrosse. I ever tell you that story? No. Oh, God. You want to talk about dumber than fuck? Um, <clears throat> regular. You know, sh- a lot of the nurses or uh, they get off at, you know, like midnight or one. And you knew that the, f- the shift came off at one. So a lot of guys, you just go by the medical complex, you know, about 1245 because there'd be three or four gals and you would have your regulars, you know. So this was a regular. She, I think she was 25 and we our schedules matched all the time that I was the guy that regularly walked her home. So I knew I don't know, Amy, Bobby, whatever her name was. And so <clears throat> it was upcoming on Memorial Day weekend. And she's walking and we're talking. She says, well, I have bad news. I'm like, What's that? She's like, Well, I I graduated and now I I got a job in wherever Texas just you was going away. And this is my last night being walking. I'm like, Oh, that's too bad. Well, we're gonna miss you and this and that. It has been fun and wish you the best. And uh and she says, Well, do you have any plans uh, for Memorial Day weekend? I say, Well, I picked up extra shifts because we get, you know, holiday pay on Memorial Day, and then if you can get up to 40 hours, you get two and a quarter time because it's overtime and you're 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 getting holiday pay. So I picked up some extra shifts then. I said, "What do you got doing?" She's like, "Oh, I'm going to go down to Lacrosse." I'm like, "Oh, good. What's down? Oh, my family's there." I'm like, "Oh, that's nice." And so we're walking, and, talking, and she says, "Do you want to come down to Lacrosse with me?" And I'm like, "Uh, well, no, I got to work." And, she, and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> She's like, "Well, I could use someone to help drive. You know, because it is a long drive." I'm like, oh, no, I got extra shifts to do over because of <laughs> Memorial Day. And if you get overtime and it's with, with the holiday pay, you get two and a quarter. And for years, I'm like, lacrosse isn't that far away. It's only three and a half hours. Boy, she may not be a good driver. Da-da-da-da. And then I think literally when I was 35, hey, wait, hey, a, wait second. a minute.
1: Hey, hang yeah, on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, yeah, that, that's happened to me, too. Not Nothing like that. But remember Morp? the prom backwards. No. Where the girls had it? to ask the guys out. Oh to God, that
0: Sadie Hawkins. That never yeah. happened. That's yeah. like women majoring in engineering. That's not going to happen. But.
1: And so I'm sitting in class or whatever. And, and this, <laughs> this girl is like, oh, I was always helping her with, cause I'm smart. you know. I was always yeah. helping her with yeah. math and stuff. And she's like, Hey, DT is, has, has anybody asked you to, to morph? And I'm like, I said something. In response, I don't know if it was a not yet or I don't uh-huh. think so, uh-huh. or it was something that basically discouraged her from the follow up. Well, do you want to go with me? Right. <laughs> and right. I was an idiot. I was like, what a moron. <laughs> I look back and it's like, she was going to ask me out right there. And I yeah, said something hey, dumb in response. So girls, I mean, there is a bit of we're all clunky and and. Uh, um, um I don't know what the right word is for it. Clunky is probably the best word where we're, tr- we like somebody, we want to ask them out and, and it is a two-way street. And it's almost like this secret language or something. And unfortunately that's the way that it is. And I think what you're saying is that the older you get, you're just more direct and you don't, you're not, you're not, your, your emotions wouldn't be bruised if somebody said, no, I don't want to go out with you. Be like, okay, I, cool. <laughs>
0: man, I wouldn't even say, No, back in the day. I mean, I, I would bat 30%. If we include people that flaked out. Uh, yeah. So I got immune. One of the best things men can do is become immune to rejection, where you just ask a girl out. She says no, and you move on. Uh, later on, I found out that's kind of a rare skill where you don't take it personally. But you want to achieve that kind of like salesman level of Zen, where you right. just, it's a numbers yeah. game. And, and sadly, what that does is it relegates women to kind of like a... And not to automatons. They're not really humans. You're just you're just this. You're just one more failure I need to get through to get to success. Right. And then when a girl says yes, you're kind of like, oh, okay, cool. Now uh, execute sequence. You know, first date B.
1: And and so you uh, weren't cursed with one itis, which is what no. Well, I mean, I had crushed you, sure. Yeah, young DT was cursed with one itis because if I want to do something, I was good at pretty much everything I put my mind to, mm-hmm. I achieved, right? Yeah. Um, in school and in sports and all that kind of stuff. And so I just thought that was another achievement. And so I said, I want that. And then you just go after it. And when you don't notice everything else, all the other opportunities and possibilities. And so I I was, I had a serious case of one-itis um, when I was young. And that's why yeah, I, I didn't I, date much because a- all your efforts, you're just like, a, I don't know. Did like you end up sniper. marrying
0: the gal? Did you end up marrying the gal? Oh, that was the one...
1: second case of one itis. My first oh. case of one itis didn't work out. My second case of one itis. Uh, yeah, that's Mrs. DT.
0: Oh, good. You <laughs> saved a lot of pain and agony. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now I had a crush in the olden days. You got to say, oh, I had a crush on Amy Amonson. You can't say it anymore because people can look that up. I had a crush on this gal and uh, this is middle school and I was terrified of her. Terrified. <clears throat> I've told the story before. Where I learned not to be terrified of her because uh, we had a sign seating in the ninth grade. Now, keep—I had a crush on her starting in the seventh grade. So for two years, you know, exactly, That's, she coming yeah. down one hall, I turn around, like, oh god, no, I can't. Oh god, <laughs> Jesus. Like, uh, I'm not a mouse, and I'm trying to think what it, it'd be like the alien seeing Riley, like, oh my god, get her, you know, this is death incarnate in front of us.
1: But you, <laughs> you like
0: Oh, I, I don't. I, I just had a crush on her. I thought she was the most yeah. beautiful thing ever i mean, she's just beautiful, and she was. She's a very pretty girl. Um, and then in the ninth grade, I don't know, Mrs. Johnson, English. I remember it was English. We had a sign seating, and so I'm, you know, first day of class. I come in, uh, mullet, Clary. Can you imagine mullet, Clary, 1989, sure. like 92 had, pounds? At point, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this skinny little twiggy fellow walk in with his books, and uh, I look at the assigned seating. Well, there I am. I look right behind me. And there she is. I'm, and I freaked out. She had, like, I, I had <laughs> she had to look at
1: your mullet. I uh, yeah. had to what? She had to look at your mullet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She had to look, your... look at my mullet. But I, I went to the teacher and like pleading for Jesus to spare you from hell. I'm Don't like, you it, can't you. let me sit. Now you like, God, I can't do it. You got to let it And she, she was wiser. She's like, well, how about, how about you just try a week? I'm like, oh, no, I can't. No, there's no way. Just, God, just please, I'll, I'll get an A in English. I'll even get an A. Please, God, whatever. Um, and then I sat next to her, and she was the dumbest girl I have ever met. I mean, she, and to the point, I think there was something, maybe alcohol, baby. I'm not saying she was just a ditch. She was really dumb. Huh. And uh, now hot. she was dumb but hot, and now she is a wreck. She is a wreck. That's a sad story. It's sad, but she kind of deserved it because what ended up happening is once I realized she was a complete idiot, I was no more intimidated by her and kind of like, oh, wow, I'm not that attracted to her anymore. And then we actually ended up kind of becoming friends by still like, oh, well, maybe we could go out and do something. You know, you're a dumb kid. You're horny. And her parents really liked me. Like, oh, yeah, go out with Aaron. You should go out with him. She wanted nothing to do with me. Nothing. It was very clear.
1: Mullet. He's looking yeah. at that mullet. <laughs> I had a nice mullet. I had a real stare at right, back spiky hair head.
0: up front, long thing in the back.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah the spiky hair up front, yeah, or the side spike. Remember the side spikes? No, what were the side spikes? Well, that was that was big when we were young. The side spike. So you'd have a mullet in the back. You kind of yeah. have long on the sides, but there would be a side spike. Like instead of a part, you'd yeah. cut it really short there and spike it.
0: I did not have, have that? that. No, we didn't have that. No, not Wisconsin anyway.
1: Um, mm.
0: Anyway. Are uh, we, so do you need to do some more sponsors?
1: <laughs>
0: weren't we doing sponsors? Yeah, we were doing sponsors, but how, that's how we roll here. I'm kind of <laughs> all done with the sponsors. Uh, let me do a shout-out. Uh, Conto Talk, Silvio Conto, FinancialSurvivalNetwork.com, The 405 Media, uh, O'Shea Jackson, G- TJMartinell.com, the BlackBrigade.org, You ever listen to that guy?
1: I actually do. What a prick! <laughs> oh, what a it's prick. called it's called quality check. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I one of my, these idiots that listens to. I talk and then I'll listen to myself because it hones the don't, craft. Don't don't listen. No, I do. Don't. I you do. not have sorry. Time.
0: You don't have time.
1: No, no. This is the mm, the coffee's good mornings. Usually with Mrs. DT. So not only does she have to listen to me pontificate all day, but then she listens to the podcast too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Uh, I can see her listening
1: to it because she hadn't listened to it. She didn't do it. It's right, new to her. You knew what you said. Why do you have to listen to it again? Because I'm in the same room enjoying coffee with her. <sighs> so. okay. I, it's, I don't know. I don't. At some point, there will come a time where I won't. But I'm still. I'm still new at this, even with probably over 200 episodes under my belt. Are you and, happy
0: when you do this?
1: Yeah. Okay. Sometimes it's it all that me, matters. Yeah. Sometimes it makes me. Um. Um. Think more about what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean that the podcasts are designed for people to think and talk back at me, even though I don't hear them. Uh-huh. Right? It's supposed to be like a conversation, yeah, sort of. Okay. And so sometimes I'll hear myself saying something, and something else will occur to me. So.
0: Anyway. I love listening.
1: I love <laughs> listening to myself talk. <laughs> Listen to the
0: podcaster who likes to hear himself talk. Yeah, the dot so,
1: so narcissistic. <laughs>
0: I'm like, people have asked me, like, don't you listen to yourself? I'm like, no, I know what I said. I don't want to listen. I got other shit to do. Well, you've got a lot
1: of material though, too. This is just a once a week thing. So it's not like, you know.
0: The only thing I'll do when I listen to myself, um, there has to be somebody else there. It couldn't just be me doing a monologue. I have to have like a conversation. I have to relive a conversation is when there's just the dearth of podcasts. Like all the podcasters I listen to, like they didn't produce any material because of bad timing i'm like wow shit things are so bad i guess i'll go listen to myself talk you know because i don't want to listen to music i don't want to listen to the news i'd rather
1: you know listen to myself again and
0: have a conversation with somebody i appreciate but
1: yeah there are times though when i when i say something i'm like ooh, i might have been too harsh there or oh i wonder if that was clear enough what i was getting at and so then it is useful to kind of listen with fresh ears after the fact cuz mm-hmm. there are times I mean I'm sure you sometimes you go ooh did i you know did that come across or maybe you know maybe There's that time. was yeah. cuz you never know when you're talking you're just it's you're rolling it's I know, but stream of see, consciousness and you don't know if you're being clear or not so
0: last last night um see i think people like humans they don't want this flawless performance and if True. you goof up or you know, I if someone drops an actual racial epithet, I'm like, okay, I've dropped racial epithets before. Doesn't mean I hate the Asians or the Blacks or minority or whatever. But what? No one's no one's cut a racial joke. No one in 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 the sense of rage has it. What everyone's perfectly calm, cool and collected, and and are saintly right. like uh, like uh, Hillary Clinton and ever. It, I like it when people like the last night the weather guy, uh, he says with a big br- he was talking about inches of snow and switching over to wind speeds uh-huh. and so he's talking inches 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 and then he says the bitches instead of the breezes <laughs> right, right. And, and, and I'm like okay I like that I like him even more now you know you yeah. don't want this flaw you know what color a flawless diamond is
1: a flaw was it sort of yellow
0: no a flawless diamond
1: flawless flawless what color is
0: a flawless diamond I don't know clear there is not it's not right. even white it's clear there is no well, color yeah right well who wants to look at a piece of glass right you know give me give me give me a flaw give me some vice give me a character give me uh give me someone who who i'm like ah he's human that way too
1: right yeah there's nothing i hate more than um and they seem to be popular where these videos where they edit out every breath Yeah, just, you know, they're 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 constantly moving, you know, because they're editing out every pause, every breath, every stammer. Right. You know,
0: you know who I'd like to hear just raw one time unplugged who coach Red Pill. I don't know who that is. Well, he's he's uh, I used to listen to him and then I was kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I if I have a 100 percent faith in this is legit. But one of the main things that made me question its authenticity is it's perfect. Right. The video he has multiple angles. Now, in fairness to Coach Red Pill, that's his thing. He uh, everyone has their eccentricity or flair. Mine is doing really shitty, co- shoddy work while drinking coffee. That's my specialty. Um, yeah. His he really likes cameras, so and he likes editing. So I understand that, but and it's a really polished, a flawless performance. Right. But it's almost too flawless, at least for my taste. Where it's like, geez, Coach, you got any – do you screw up? You know, right. Do you fart? Do you belch? What do you, you know, you know, do you have to sometimes use more than five pieces of toilet paper because you, you ate Mexican food? <laughs> Come on. What, what happened here? It, and so it, it kind of, it's too perfect. It's too clean. This is not someone I can have a beer at a bar with.
1: Yeah, I get that. No. So that's I don't, I don't worry problem about with, your flaws. That's probably part of the problem with movies today is that they're too shiny. They're too, uh, too well put together. We were just yeah. watching, um, Lethal Weapon last night,
0: yeah. which
1: is I consider to be a Christmas movie. It is the a first, Christmas movie? Chris Beckloff first... would disagree. And and the fight sequences and all the things, you know, I keep on pointing out to my kids. I'm like, this is all real. There's no computer graphics. There's right? no that they're, they're actually there's either a stunt man or so, somebody's doing it, or it's a model. Harrison
0: Ford was being dragged by a truck. Yes. Yes. Exactly. He, he went underneath the truck, holding on to. Climbing back up. And in the real life, he did kick the shit out of all those
1: Nazis. That was true too. But and, the, that stunt was real, yes. And so it's more human. It's more I don't know. There's something about it that it's not as like grandiose of fight sequences and things like that, but it's all real. And so it just feels better. Mm-hmm. And I think movies today, it's just all the quick cutting and the quick shots and the you mm-hmm. know the 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 computer enhanced fights fight sequences, even the hand to hand combat, computer advanced. And I was thinking even all everything nowadays is superheroes, right? Right. And they're fighting and they're superheroes. But back in our day, it was regular guys. That were fighting and that could get hurt and that would be bloodied and, you right. know, and there was something the better fell about whatever that. you didn't. You, heck, guys died a lot of times on this. Stage. It's better. The whole torture sequence and lethal weapon. You really felt like, oh, they're going to kill these guys because, you know, you rub salt in Murtaugh's wound and you mm. feel it. You're like, oh, shit. Yeah, that doesn't look dramatic, but we know exactly what that feels like. So. Right. Uh anyway, uh yeah, that's enough for the for the sponsors in the podcast. Uh oh, the goddamn
0: bacon. Go to thegoddamnbacon.com for uh an alternative
1: podcast listening need. What do you got? What story you got? So the story was related to the millennials, where um it's the they're trying to justify their student loan forgiveness with the year of jubilee of <laughs> of the Bible, right? I thought they hated <laughs> Christianity and Jews. Exactly. It's just like these people are so narcissistic and they think everything is so much about them that they'll pull out of their ass the year of Jubilee idea law from the Bible, from the Torah and, and use it do a one-off though. Well, we're going to use the year of Jubilee, but it's just going to be a one-off. It's not going to be a part of our culture. And, and I, you know, I don't know if you've, you've heard, you've thought about this story or at all, but Um, The whole idea behind the year of Jubilee was every seven years, all debts were forgiven. Mm -hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Capitalism, Mr. Economist, but if you had that rule, it would have dramatic effects on lending, risk, interest rates. Absolutely. um, Yeah. Loan terms. There would be no 30-year mortgages, right? I mean, it would- You can't do the year of Jubilee in a one-off is what I'm saying. You can't use this idea from the Bible of a year of Jubilee to just justify your one-off. We're going to forgive your student loan debt. This was all debts and it affected everything. It was basically their monetary system, right? Well, I understand. It played into that.
0: I understand why God would punish the Jews regularly. That's basically all the Old Testament. You're fucking up. You're not listening. Punishment. Hey, things go well. Okay, good. Oh, what's that golden calf punishment? Um, Yes. In the modern day world, if you were to do that, asset prices would collapse because no one would. People would just wait seven years and file for bankruptcy. And oh, Jubilee. You would not. And so no, the finance industry would disappear overnight. Yes. You would only do very short-term lending.
1: Yep. Um. You'd have oh, to allow the- discrimination because they could default in seven years. If you're going to lend somebody your money, they have to be a good credit risk. They got to. Well, be I mean,
0: discriminate. You'd have to discriminate based off of their credit. Not you wouldn't. This wouldn't usher in a whole new realm of racism or. Uh, well,
1: I just know I. I don't mean racism. I just mean you. You if if they can default in seven years on you. You should have whatever whatever reasons that you would not want to lend out your own money to that person would Mm -hmm. be valid because seven years so that you could there wouldn't be any kind of um, laws regarding discrimination because they no one would no No. one would
0: lend. You would you would have very you would have payday lenders, essentially, or very short term credit cards where it's like, yeah, our contract is in is only three years because in four years, the seven-year loop is coming up or whatever. Yes. Yep. Um, and, and we have collateral. I mean, your, your terms would all be under seven years. And right. they'd be collateralized to hell. They'd be super collateralized. And yep. if you don't, we have rights to it. But, dude, you would not have – You would there would be a housing shortage. No one would be able to afford cars. The, the used car market would see prices spike. To the point you'd almost have like the remember the Trabi in East Germany? No. Okay. The, the Trabi was this piece of shit two cylinder car. Okay. But it was okay. the only car they had
1: because like a was, lawnmower that like, that moves. Yeah. Yeah. Cigarette. It just, it
0: was just, it was the car the Soviets in the Eastern Bloc had. Why was a used Trabi always more expensive than a new one?
1: Really? Because uh, the quality kept going down or something?
0: Because the old Trabi existed. The new one, there was such a line and such a back order for them.
1: Oh, really? Okay. That a
0: used Trabi on the market, quote unquote, because communism exists and capitalism doesn't exist anywhere else. It just magically keeps forming naturally everywhere. The going rate for a used Trabi was higher than the new list price of a Trabi because it actually existed. It's like
1: it's like how if you pay out of pocket for a medical procedure. Mm -hmm. Um, that might be a little bit more expensive than using your insurance, but people do it because they don't have to wait 18 months.
0: They don't have to wait. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. And so, uh, when it comes to like this, anything that existed, you know, the cars, no one would go and buy a new car because no one would lend you at seven years. Right. So the, so only it would be for, for used cars. The, fire, everyone all, it, fire everyone in detroit fire everyone in detroit because you're yeah, not going to make new cars that much anymore
1: but it um, would all reset basically it would be um it, the, the whole debt-based system would not be able to exist if your debts are forgiven right. every seven years your debt-based system goes by goes away
0: right no. and it'd be a, an all quote-unquote cash or equity trans, uh, yes. society
1: yeah it would all be I actually do you have think, cash i actually think it would be a great idea if you actually did it every seven years and all the ramifications that result from that. You, there would be would, no national debt. It would there, there would be
0: no national debt, but you would also not have any economic growth. There's Look, I know we all view debt as bad, but if debt is employed correctly, and you see corporations do this beautifully well, you can leverage it and make lots of money. You can employ lots of people. There's genuine economic production that comes from the efficient use of debt, meaning you pay 3% on the debt, but you make 8% employing it but um, well,
1: that's what i'm saying is that if it's every seven years there would automatically be the efficient use of debt only good credit risks only solid you know you wouldn't have all these for the mistakes. short term but what yeah.
0: okay but what if what not everything is seven years let's you got to build a building a factory a semiconductor plant that's going to take three years to build sure. All right. Yep. Now you need to run it seven more years. It's a ten-year investment horizon just to get your original inve- return on investment back. And then after that, you start making. Well, that's a ten-year investment horizon. That thing's never built. Right. So there, well, not well, everything make, is a
1: seven-year investment. Horizon. Let's okay. Then let's just pick the right year. Then you know the, the year that makes the the, the most sense. Um, okay.
0: It could 30?
1: be. It could be a good thing.
0: Yeah. No, it's not
1: a good thing because you're endorsing people stealing. No, they wouldn't be able to, though, because you'd automatically, okay. You wouldn't be lending to people that, and as a result, if you actually went through, I was thinking about this. If you went through the year of jubilee, everybody celebrates it, right? The, uh, the, the it was always well. A there's another problem with that. But, but if go somebody, on. but if somebody, but if somebody actually did stiff a lot of people. There's memory, and they wouldn't get those. They wouldn't get those loans the next seven year. Um, no, because people who filed for bankruptcy back during the housing
0: bubble and had a bankruptcy on the record, they didn't just. The banks didn't just start lending to them within three. That's years. That's what together. I'm saying, though.
1: That's what I'm saying is that that wouldn't happen. The problem
0: if it, it was is, a part of the system. There's another working problem with your idea. You can't have a specific year be jubilee. Because as you approach that year, investment yeah. would drop, drastically drop, because now your investment horizon is 10 years, then it's five years, now yeah. it's one year, now it's two years. So yeah. what, what it would have to be is each loan would have a seven-year jubilee provision. Yes. Which means there is no specific year. Every loan individually has a seven-year sunset period or something like that. Yeah.
1: Of which well, well, then I think we're getting through. at my point, though, is that it affects everything. You can't yes. use this as a one-off. To, to, you know, oh, yeah, they did it in the Bible. They should be able to do it now. I mean, these millennials think the entire world revolves around them, even the fucking Bible. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not the Bible. It's they.
0: Here's what they really want to do. And this is all Democrats, all leftists, all socialists. They think they're entitled to partially enslave other people to them. That's yeah. what this boils down to. The millennials want other people who who work and do real production in the world, oil rig workers, truck drivers, Uber drivers, uh, chefs, anyone who who does real legitimate production. They want the rest of the people to enslave incremental more uh, parts of their lives to pay them so they could have the college experience. They could have a big four-year party. That's what the millennials want. So forget the economic arguments or rationality or could this work? Uh, Was it? Is it pop? No, it's fucking theft. It's fucking slavery and it's Mm. fucking wrong. And I would, if I, if there is a bailout, I will discriminate against millennials. All right. Now I have to find out if they got bailed out or not, but I would discriminate the fuck out of millennials because
1: they are motherfucking thieves then. Not you don't all believe of them, yeah. these economists are supporting it in this article. Well, they're like, well, if you get rid of all this debt and the government takes it on, it's not that much money really compared to the national debt. No, no So no, they're no. using our complete irresponsibility yeah. on the national debt level to say, well, this is only five percent of the entire national debt. It's not a big deal. Economists so we drove do it you know up how to economists make it enough. Make
0: do you know how <laughs> economists make money? Spewing bullshit, yeah. Telling people what they want to hear. Yeah. They don't make their mo- they don't make their money predicting things right they don't make their money you know advocating fiscal you know responsibility and how to get the economy to grow yeah. it'll be a fiscal. they make their money like paul krugman yes. they ask what people want to hear and they go and they cook up whatever excuse. they find a yeah. reason right and then yeah. they back it up with with numbers but there's a spin or there's a caveat it's not in, you are a what is the word i'm looking for not a not a salesman not a showman you are an artist If you're an economist, not a scam artist, you're an artist. You paint the picture. Okay. You create with what is available to you and paint a picture that people want to hear.
1: Right.
0: That's how an economist makes his money. You do not report facts. You do not report statistics. You don't apply logical reason. You first ask, what would you like the numbers to be? Yeah. What do you want me to be able, what statement, what political statement of essentially the theft of others' people money? Do you want me to go and find the economic data, rationale, and reason, and I will go and do it? Right. And the most masterful person who is one of the greatest economists in the world, and I do mean this, is Paul Krugman. Right, yeah, he's that a, Paul, son of a bitch. Yeah. That son of a bitch doesn't believe one damn word of what he's saying. Probably but he not. is a yeah. brilliant maestro, a brilliant painter. Who can, who can tell you anything. You He could provide the economic argument for you to cut off your right arm, and people would fucking believe it. That's where yeah, he,
1: he's very skilled. I think these some of these guys that are that skilled, they'll believe their own bullshit. They repeat things so many times to themselves that no, they actually believe I, it.
0: No, you can't. Not, not Krugman. He is smart. There's no way. There's no way he believes it. Same thing with Robert Reich. Robert Reich mm-hmm. doesn't believe his own bullshit. He's too smart. He's too well-spoken. I've I've seen these guys. Like they know they know they're smart. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh they're operation evil. They yeah, know maybe. exactly the bullshit people want to hear and they will sell it. Hey, give me a professorship. Give me the Department of Egg or not egg, Department of Labor ahead. Yeah, okay. What do you want me to say? Good. Here's the data. That'll be a quarter million dollars and a golden parachute, please. Thank you very much. That's right. and the Jubilee is the same thing. I don't care what the economic arguments are, it's theft. We don't We don't need to even have all the conversation that's been talked about the jubilee. That's been wasted time because what it is, what it boils down to (laughs) is theft, period. That's all there is. So on principled grounds alone, no millennials, you dumb sons of bitches. You took other people's money. Those people need that fucking money. And if you don't return it, not only are you thieves, you're parasites on top of it, and you should lose your voting rights, and you should have no fucking saying anything, and nobody should respect you. And society right. has every fucking moral right to discriminate you and get as much of their fucking money back as
1: possible. Yeah, and and you know, papering it, at o- papering it over with cheaper money is still well, fat. that's
0: spreading it. That's, it's that's still now fat. everyone's yeah. that hurts the poor the most. Yeah, because now I- inflation.
1: Geez, why
0: is housing going up? I don't know. Could it be the fucking tripling of the money supply that we just did? Right. Now poor people are priced out. Yeah, you could have gone in in tw- 2009. Now uh, the stock market, that's overpriced. That, uh, the dividends and, and earnings don't warrant it. Oh, look, it's a great economy. Housing keeps going up. The stock market keeps going <laughs> up.
1: Right? It's going up faster on your wages. It's not a good economy. It's
0: Well, <laughs> but people are, again, operation evil. Look, I can't fault krugman or reich or any of these guys i can't fault the democrat like the pros i can't fault obama i can't fault uh i'm trying to think i can't fault.
1: you always fault the people the people that believe yeah
0: i can't fault whoever convinced women to spend three thousand dollars on the shoes that have a red sole underneath them right i can't i can't fault oprah you almost gotta applaud her you know, if the people are gonna pay for stupid lies and shit, they're gonna pay I can't even fault the professors for taking one point five trillion from the millennials and then brilliantly getting the millennials to think it's evil white male Republicans right. that is the their their fault. fault. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> these fucking professors and college admin people drive around in their Lexuses
1: in the range Rovers. Oh yeah, it's the Republicans. Yeah, they took your money. <laughs> right. But isn't it just the height of it's the height of narcissism to take something thousands of years old from the Bible? They're basically doing what what they criticize Christians of doing of taking one little thing out of the Bible, right, and saying cafeteria
0: Christians. Here's
1: here's my evidence. Here's uh, here's why I'm righteous. I'm right about this. Look, the Bible says this. I'm right, Mm -hmm. and they're they're doing that. To be- benefit solely themselves, and it's like right. they're not thinking it through. That if you're actually going to do this, it pretty much, like you said, it destroys our entire system here, and we'd have to start over from scratch, and everything would be different. They don't care about that.
0: Right. They, they don't care. Here's one thing they do care about: if they get bailed out, what will happen
1: to them in history? If they get, what do you mean? Who, well, how they're going to be looked at by Let's go
0: 500 years from now. Some academic, some historian looks back at the history of the United States. As it stands right now, who's going to take the blunt of the brain for the collapse of the United States?
1: Oh, they will, right?
0: No. who Who is who? If you look at the data, who is to blame for the collapse? Who is oh, the, well,
1: the boomers. Yeah. The boomers.
0: Yeah. Right now, the boomers are, and legitimately so, because it's true, the scapegoats for the collapse of the new Roman empire. Right. If we bail out the millennials, guess what?
1: Oh, they get it done.
0: They're going to get it. Yeah. Now one can make the argument that most of their lives are irrelevant anyway, because nobody cares. I mean, they're not going to achieve that. The vast majority of people don't achieve anything. So most people live and die in vain anyway. So this is why you should focus on family stuff like that. <clears throat> but the millennials yep. are vain enough. They think they're smart. They're intelligent. If they get bailed out, They will, while they're still alive, you think the okay boomer hashtag is dismissive? (laughs) What do you say, okay millennial? Like you you just stole $1.5 trillion from the American people. I mean, nobody. You think the boomers have no respect? Wait till the millennials get bailed out. You think there's discrimination now against the. Wait till the millennials get bailed out. And if you give a damn about the future, you will die and be remembered as the butt end of all jokes. You will be remembered as all. Oh, that was the joke. The boomers, eh, gen-, gen X, we don't exist. We're a mythical generation. We never even right. existed. The millennials are going to be the butt end of the jokes. They're going to be the bread and circuses. And whether they have the capacity to have shame in that is even debatable. Right. Um, but while they're still alive, just okay, millennial. That will eclipse and and, and yeah, overshadow that-
1: okay, boomer. If that ever happens, whenever you deal with a millennial, you just uh, uh turn your pockets inside out and to show them there's hey, nothing yeah, you can steal yeah, from you. Can, like yeah, <laughs> well, I got nothing you could take from me, millennial. Uh, my sorry, pockets turned. Sorry, <laughs> you know, like I'd be.
0: on, You know what? You know what I would do? What I, if I, I'd be honest about this? If I go to a restaurant and there was like you know, waiter or waitress came up to me and I'm like, Oh, did you get, Hey, did you get that bailout They, Yeah. I put zero zero on the tip. I say, yep. fuck you parasite. Yep. And then I, I would never tip, never tip. If I found That's out, good you know, idea. A, and then if the, the waiter or the waitress, Oh, I paid off my student loans. Then they bail everyone out. I give them a big ass tip, say, thanks for being honest. Right. But I would do everything in my power to discriminate against the bailout tees or the bail. Yeah. The bailout tees, the recipients of the bailout. I do everything yeah. in my power to, to, to fuck them up. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You've taken enough from me. <laughs> yep. No more.
0: Um, shall we do some, uh, super chats? Real sure. Quick?
1: Unless right. you had, you want to, and did you have something you wanted to talk about as far as the underdog episode?
0: Well, I did have something interesting, but let's get through the super sure. chats because we are obliged to these people. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we love money. Troy.
1: Or I you love, love money. money?
0: I love money. I gave you some shekels, didn't I? Pay you out a little bit,
1: just recently here. Yeah, oh, last you did. I, I haven't. Gave you, yeah, I, see, gave I don't you some even money. keep. I don't even keep track. Oh, shit,
0: why'd I do that?
1: <laughs> oh, I have. I, I kind of God? do wonder why you do it. This is your show. <laughs> uh, Troy Kodaleski, uh two dollars for
0: free, uh, free blood shekels. Thank you, Troy. Juan Cabrera, Cappy, go on Fiverr for the cover of your book. I might. I might. I. What does that mean? Well, the book cover right now, it's a free domain image that I use of the millennials. Uh, okay. Uh, but the problem is that the individual people within that picture, even though the image itself is free domain, the individual people uh, models in that picture may not want to be associated with a book that is negative, reflects upon them, not them personally negatively, but their image negatively. And instead of fucking around with getting sued over that, I'm trying to find people to put together a picture Uh, of millennials that I can use where everyone's signed away. So if anyone's listening, you want to send a picture of you and your buddies dressed like real douchey millennials, which is going to be hard because anyone listening to the show who is a millennial is not douchey. But if you guys want to dress up, put in fake man buns. My plan right now Is to go to the store and get a fake man bun, thick glasses, Mm -hmm. and me and a couple buddies dress up like millennials. Sure,
1: Um, it's not hard. (laughs) They've got a uniform. It's not hard. It's not hard. Yeah, (laughs) you don't have a lot of money either, so you don't have to spend too much money on the costume. (laughs) Right. The real trick
0: is I don't know any women fat enough to be a a fat millennial chick. So another thing I was thinking is like maybe the guys would dress up like you know hair bun and all that, and then I dress like a girl. I pull my hair off to the side, dye it purple, you know, put in earrings and have makeup done. Uh, so yeah. I'd look like,
1: you know, you'd be identifying self identifying as female that day. Right. But Juan's
0: recommending go to Fiverr, which I, <clears throat> I might do, I might do, but I got to get the,
1: yeah, I guess you have to trust in whatever contract the original, uh, um, free domain picture was taken. Like anybody can use this for any I even reason.
0: filmed it. No, I filmed it and it says, yes, this is, this is free domain, blah, blah, blah. And I, I filmed it and put it up on my, on my video channel. So yeah. I say, here it is. When I looked at this, this is this is free domain. And then people are like, yeah, even though it's free domain, there's still this. And there is. That's really? just the thing with law. Yeah. There's always there's always a, a thing.
1: Because yeah, it'd be the original contract with those models from that right. free domain company that right. that would, yeah. You know. So anyway, uh
0: nonstop trade for 360. Good morning, gents. Cappy tithes. Blood shekels ran. Have you started drinking this early in the morning yet? I
1: had a coffee with uh, Bailey's, but I'm oh, not. Okay. T- no, this is yeah. morning, man. This is morning. This, uh... I mean, yeah, oh. I guess I could. I could guess. I could just say, the left, the left supports their own. They get all the nonprofit jobs, even if they're criminals and completely discredited. And the right throws their own under the bus. So, do what you can to support the people that are saying what you want to say. If you really want to help out the old Capmeister, just spread the good word of
0: asshole consulting in my books. That's really the best. That's thing. the least
1: you should do. That's the well, absolute it, least.
0: It's not that hard.
1: I don't know if it's the absolute least. It's it uh,
0: sharing it, something on if,
1: Facebook is nothing.
0: If you I would love to do the math, it's impossible to do the math, but I guarantee you if you get me a new reader the income that will generate over the course of my life is more than 20 bucks. Absolutely. So if you, spreading the word is one of the best things you can do. So don't, but it's, it's an investment of time. You got to like, forward my podcast you gotta say hey look I mean, at this come program. on
1: don't i mean it's no it, this is blood shekels rant okay this is this you don't is... have the
0: energy you have no <laughs> fuel no gas You're is, like, oh. it is
1: not a big deal it's the minimum the you should do. Sucks. and if it's under your real name then you need to create a sock puppet account where you can share this stuff i'm just don't gonna... use don't use yeah that's why i have it that's why i'm you know uh plissken clause here yeah i understand clause, right? you don't want people knowing what you really think so that's why you need to make your own Pliskin Clause account to share stuff with other Pliskin Clauses.
0: Hey, uh, anyway, chum for ten bucks. Hey, Cappy, can I get your thoughts on the movie trailer "Promising Young Woman"?
1: Ugh. I have no idea what that oh, is. I don't
0: know. Are we going to get banned? Hang on. What's "Promising Young Woman"?
1: Let's YouTube. See. Oh. It says loading. Uh, I'm gonna say mean? I'm gonna do a promising young woman plot. Promising? You look it up. I'm gonna look, you look up what it's
0: about. I'm gonna look up the trailer. And you're promising just gonna kinda... young woman. Well, he wants the trailer.
1: <clears throat> the chick? I, I don't know. The explain, chick, I don't want to play the. Go ahead. Explain it to me. Well, the chick Carrie Mulligan. She looks familiar to me. I wonder what else she's been in. I'm just gonna click on her first. Promising young woman. Uh, no, she just is the typical she's got that typical look that looks like every other actress.
0: I, I don't know. Um, it looks kind of bubblegummy Cause she's like at a sock hop drinking a sarsaparilla.
1: Um, it's got Dr. It. Octopus in it. He's in it. And, uh, the bad guy from Highlanders in it.
0: Well, I'm not, I'm, I never, I never, uh, I'm questioned. just saying it's
1: got some recognizable actors. Okay, so here's the, I guess, here's the short summary. I'll just read it live here. Nothing in Cassie's life is what it appears to be. She's wickedly smart, tantalizingly cunning, and she's living a secret double life by night. Now, an unexpected encounter is about to give Cassie a chance to right the wrongs from the past. That's pretty vague. Is she a whore at night?
0: I, I don't know.
1: Uh, the other one says uh, this gal gets revenge on the men
0: who wronged her in the past. Promise, promising young woman. Is it based on a book? I'm Let's trying... see here. I'm looking at Wikipedia. Wasn't there now. Wasn't there some like teenage like kick-ass chicks who went around saying sayings? Um, it was all these young gals, and they would like go kill people, and it was all feminist. Uh, it would have its world premiere at the Sundance Film Festival. Yeah. So this is a no-name drama thriller. Yeah. Uh, well, what's what's the
1: what's the plot, man? That's not plot? enough. I mean, <laughs> it's. Like, I
0: mean, how hard is this?
1: It's from visionary director Emerald Fennell. Hang on. Fennel. Hang on.
0: You know what? I,
1: oh, here's rot- Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a... All
0: right. Well, what does it say? What what, what, Let's what, see what, here. what I want to
1: know about Promising Young Woman? Uh, it says no consensus yet. <laughs> it doesn't all we know is
0: is a gal that goes and 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 okay here we
1: go here's some okay everyone said cassie was a promising young woman until a tragic event abruptly derailed her future she now she's in the liberal arts now she's a medical school dropout living at home with her worried parents and working at a coffee shop with a concerned boss it seems like she is at a standstill except for the double life cassie leads at night so what is that I, double life? Is she a hitman? Is she a uh, maybe she's she's a who whore. You don't know. We'll find out later. I'm sure
0: it will come out. You know, who knows? Uh, You can hire her to kill your ex-boyfriend who stood you up. I don't know what it's going to be. So yeah, I got to be careful that. because a lot of times it could be nothing. You know how the, the right, the conservative, uh, not even the conservative, the New media, there's fake news on the right. They spin it. It's like, that's not what that movie was about. That's not what that led. You spun it to make it sound like they were uh, hating right. people. So I, I'm I'm still unjudged on this Did you one.
1: play the video? No, I don't want to play the video. I'm just playing it without the sound on now. What just is, to see if well, well, play it, play the sound on so everyone can hear.
0: Oh, no. That's okay. All right, don't play with the sound
1: on. <laughs> you just Jesus keep talking. Christ, don't you just have chocolate talking.
0: syrup on your ice cream. <sighs> I just
1: want to see... If I can tell what her secret double life is. Does she, like, assassinate people? Is that it? She's drunk in the beginning of the... Or she's either pretending to be drunk or she's actually drunk in the beginning of the movie. Okay. Trailer. Uh, now she's getting taken advantage of, date rape or something. Okay, Maybe that's going not good.
0: On. She has a right to go and, and hunt him. Uh, no,
1: she's not drunk. She is fully awake. Oh, I bet you it's the, I had
0: drunk sex and that was, ra- was she raped or was it? Is that I don't know, term? but right. she's, keep,
1: she's got a book where she's saying how many, uh how many people she's slept with. Or, yeah. Or, or done or the sting, done the sting operation. She's, oh. she's pretending to be drunk to get date raped. And as they start to date rape her, then she has them by the balls. Basically. Is that what it is? Yep. So I don't know if she is. Uh, she might be uh, extorting money from him or something. There's no violence yet, but all the guys try to get with her, and then she shows she's fully sober, and they're all scared. So this looks like uh, okay. You know.
0: I it, it so far it looks like terrible. Another, it, it it looks like it. Well, let's put it. It looks like another wedge driven between the sexes yeah this looks like another victimhood movie
1: that we're all just looking men for. Men are all woman. yes yeah. Yeah. yes
0: i and i'm this will not bring men and women closer together this will just re-solidify or reconsolidate uh what everyone in their own camp believes that is yeah. women will believe that men are all rapists and dirty and and all that uh men will be even like wow they made a movie about this and and men are just gonna be driven away I I don't know this so this is a nothing burger this is just the repeat this is just more of the same is what I'm saying
1: yeah okay payback never looked so promising that's the tagline oh payback okay payback never looked so promising is how it ends and not. Nonstop Dre three I tell girls that
0: approach me, I won't spend money on them or waste my time with them unless we're having sex. And works wonders. Yet again, I'm five a six foot one. Well, yeah, Dre's Mr. Freaking Good Looking Guy. And <clears throat> thoughts on the eighty three year old woman on Tinder? Oh yeah, we gotta look that up. Eighty. Really? Two year. <laughs> I don't know. Year what does that even mean? Woman. Tinder. Um, okay, so it's from The Sun at the UK, which is uh
1: which is a what's it called? Uh it's they talk about aliens and stuff.
0: It's yeah, it's it's fake news more or less. Mind the gap, would you date this 82 year old Tinder grandma who has sex three times a week is bombarded with offers men under thirty five? What?
1: Because she's rich, maybe?
0: No, it's it's that debate is like, is it really that desperate are men really that hungry uh haiti 82 goes on three tinder dates a week with toy boy lovers decades or junior and claims i've never met a man who doesn't want to fuck me do you remember (laughs) when grandma's just really nice do you know do you remember when grandma's would just (laughs) make cookies oh this is a boomer grandma right they Uh, have to
1: act like they're young um or at least an early boomer i think this is this this is just
0: clickbait but you know um
1: is that how she hard wants... up guys are? Yeah, 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 it
0: is. Yeah, here's a picture of a guy. He's
1: 39. Oh God, he's kissing her. Oh Jesus. Uh, I,
0: okay, all right.
1: People have fetishes, right? It's kind of disgusting. Aren't most fetishes disgusting by definition? I don't if know. That, if it's called a fetish, I got a, I got a fetish for big boobs. I, I think yeah, but that's not a on fetish. A... That's oh. that's perfect. That's pretty normal. I would say a that's... fetish is like a weird thing, right? And yeah, most like of them are disgusting. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Um,
0: go on Fiverr, scrolling down, we may be
1: done with this, chum. Uh, there's the bearded nemophilist, nemophilus. Let me
0: get there because remember, if you have the the command I have YouTube.
1: Center, yeah,
0: there it is, two dollars. Don't give. Any to DT since he doesn't seem to care. <laughs> his his I didn't blood even notice. rant was really shit. He was really, uh, leftist, uh, helping out uh, right wingers throw under a bus. I understand money.
1: why you're giving me money because you're a fair person, right? I'm you're a fair like, person. You know but you don't have to. No, I that's don't that's what I'll just say. I, I appreciate it. Thank you, you. But you don't have to.
0: Yeah. Um what else do we got? I got a, a fan mail. I, I don't know how much. Um, I got about half an hour left. Uh, California, they have a solution to their problem of homelessness. you know, I don't know what it is?
1: Uh, is it giving them a ticket to somewhere else? <laughs> no. They okay. think they're
0: going to put them on a cruise ship. Um, a cruise. and I'll just and we're not gonna a booze go, cruise. It's a booze cruise here Here's how dumb journalism is and how dumb the people are that journalists report on is you don't need to read the whole article to know this is bad idea, jeans. Um so, so what I'm gonna is this look out
1: of you have the article <clears throat>
0: Oakley, California. Rebecca Kaplan was reading an old article about hurricanes when she got an idea. Now we're gonna look up Rebecca Kaplan here in a moment and see if she's ever worked a real job in her life and if she happens to have a degree in actuarial science. Uh, the violent windstorms typically aren't a concern for the Oakland, California city uh, council, president, constituents, but a creative solution for housing. The storm victims caught her eye. If a cruise ship could be used as emergency housing and natural disasters, maybe they could ha- be used to help Oakland's emergency homelessness. Why is this already a bad idea, DT? <laughs> On many, uh, <laughs> many
1: levels, why is this already a bad idea? I mean, cruise ships are disgusting enough with paying customers, right? There's always, like, Norwalk disease.
0: virus? How many are... <laughs> like, the entire ship was puking. I mean...
1: <laughs> right. They're bad enough when people spend thousands of dollars to be on them. What do you think they're going to look like when, oh, here's where we're housing
0: cruise... you? <laughs> Dude, that would, that would immediately... There was, like, this horror film. and had Donald Sutherland, an old Donald Sutherland in it, where... uh an experimental ship had gone wrong and some kind of alien technology had taken it over and all the human, it was just, and that's what I'm imagining. This is going to happen. This is yes. going to be such a Petri dish of shit oh and God. disease. Everyone dude, you could send that thing out in a week. Everyone you could send it out with all the food in the world. Yep. It, it, they're going to die. They're going right. to, sh- Oh God, <laughs> who's going to babysit?
1: Oh my God. <clears throat> oh, uh, uh, yeah, the disease cruise.
0: Uh <laughs> The housing crisis in the city that sits across from Bay at San Francisco has resulted in a surge of tent encampments along city sidewalks under freeway overhangs, public parks. Latest count, more than 4,000 people are experiencing homelessness in a city of just over 400,000, up 47% in two years. Um, yeah, there's Rebecca Kaplan.
1: Um, it looks like a guy, right? It looks
0: like a guy. Yeah. and and And, and we can already... Let's just look up. Rebecca sort of
1: almost out. looks like Negan
0: in Walking Dead. Rebecca <laughs> Kaplan.
1: Are we sure? Uh, uh, here we go. What's she the, was uh, originally <laughs> a female. <laughs> no,
0: it's a guy. It looks like a guy. Um, member Democrat Party. Blah blah blah. Ran for mayor, third place. Um, balancing budget measures. cutty times with ice election norm, history
1: normal stuff
0: personal kaplan is bisexual and has been identified by a lesbian in the press okay now
1: that's vet. not a surprise based on this it's picture not, it's I not see.
0: well but it it i'm trying to find her bio i i, I guess okay her biology?
1: That's what you're trying to find? Is her biology?
0: No, no, her bio. Her bio. She went to Stanford Law, Tufts University, but then went to MIT. Wow. Okay. Um. Here, here's a bunch of articles about him coming out. Him? It is a tr- transgender? It, it. No, DT. You can look at him. It is a guy. <laughs> what? This is not a woman. Okay.
1: Okay. See, this. It's just. It's cloud world. I mean, you can't. Oh my god. I'm just trying oh. to find out. I got cross to start dressing, using a female avatar.
0: Dress code. Uh, Cross-dressing was made illegal in 1879 in Oakland. That's what this article is about. And so this article, this multi-page article, is about how <coughs> she helped it get it repealed. It wasn't even being enforced. Stop saying it doesn't, she. Stop okay, saying What? She. It doesn't matter. It. I don't care. Uh, I just want to.
1: I, I don't care. So this cruise ship would be after the homeless have stayed on it at port. You could you could advertise for normal people to be on it to boost their immune system.
0: Right. right. They'd uh, just be
1: around pathogens and automatically it boost your immune system on the right. homeless, the tent city cruise ship. She's been
0: she's been working in politics since two thousand two. Earned a bachelor's of science in Massachusetts institute of technology
1: okay so, it's, so it's, no, i mean that, yeah they, it makes sense tragic. that a guy it makes sense that a guy would go to mit <laughs> well <laughs> so. I, I just it's it's
0: kind of sad and this reminds me of phyllis khan remember phyllis Kahn? yeah all right big marxist leftist boomer who got kicked out by the somalis in her in her council um well, she her, had a degree in cisgendered,
1: sti- cisgendered woman right
0: whatever but uh Phyllis Kahn had a, a legit degree. This woman, man, whatever, has a legit degree, and and then yeah. they wasted their talents. Now she has a master's in urban arts, and environmental policy, and a juris doctorate from Stanford Law School. It, <clears throat> and I don't know how you can go to MIT and think that this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. To put, I don't.
1: Oh. Well, if you're confused about your gender, um, I, I think you're going to be confused about everything. Yeah, I I don't. Oh, well, uh, let's go. That's not too, that for older brother, that statement wasn't too uh, YouTube ban worthy, was it?
0: I Well, no, because that's your opinion, not necessarily mine. It's
1: not no. necessarily the opinions of older brother. No, it's not. It's not my opinion. My, <laughs> you got to have that disclaimer. I'm before.
0: very libertarian. I don't care what you want to be. Right. I, and I encourage you, if you think you're male. And you want to be female, then go. If you want to have your surgery, go. I mean, I have a very hands off my my approach to it is very much like abortion. I I don't think it's good, but I don't care if it's that important to you. It's your body. You, you go do whatever. I'm even willing to go so far. You want to be called ma'am? All right, fine. I'll call you ma'am. Whatever. But out problem, of respect, sure, out, yeah. out of the individual's respect, right? Yeah. But don't tell me that there's nothing wrong with you and don't you dare tell me what public policy should be because now I question your judgment and now, and this doesn't have anything to do with politics. This is, do you know what you're doing? You're in charge of this department or this budget. How effective are you going to be for the taxpayer where your constituents are predominantly leftists in Oakland? It doesn't, the the politics really have nothing to do with this. It's, and then there's also a concern where, um, what was it? Transgender, trans. I forget what it was. People who want to get the surgery, four in 10 attempt suicide.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not so for their true.
0: own sake, I'm like, mm-hmm. God Almighty, guys, you know, maybe there's a mental problem. I'm not saying you can't, you know, by all means, but please go talk to a therapist. Right. Um, and this has nothing to do with it. That's not an ism or an ist. It's an actual genuine concern and care. Like, right. guys. Um, let's set politics aside for a second. Yeah, I know you're going to vote for the for the tuberculosis boat. Okay, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, (laughs) Question about your judgment and your ability? Uh, You think that's good? You know, what? I'll give you a... Am I a big fan of the homeless? No. No. I I made damn sure I wasn't homeless. I suffered and endured. I made sure I wasn't homeless. Uh, At the same time, why? Why would I be against the the tuberculosis boat? What is What is guaranteed to happen if we have the tuberculosis boat <laughs> going and exchanging our fecal material? The ter- <laughs> tuberculosis boat. What, what's going to happen in a week?
1: That thing goes out for a week. What's going to happen? Well, it just stays at port. Okay. So it's even worse. What's going to happen on the boat? What's going? The end gonna- result
0: is what going to be what on that boat?
1: Uh, the boat's gonna get destroyed, right?
0: Death. They're yeah. all gonna die, right. or they're gonna get the worst disease that the worst person has. It's gonna go lowest common denominator very quickly, and right. people are going to die. I do not necessarily want that to happen. That's why this is a bad idea. So I, I'm not, you know, I'm not this total tyrant well, and evil person. But <laughs>
1: yeah, the the evil side, the dark side of DT says, well, yeah, put them on the do- boat and put them out to sea and.
0: Right. Forget I, about them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's this, you know. It's it's the, not even a moral point I'm trying to make. It's one of logic. I'm like, is anyone thinking this through?
1: This could Wait. easily be easily be put to nefarious purposes. Easily. Yeah. You got a bunch of homeless people that don't have any ID. You put them on a boat and the next and the, well, we're going to keep we'll it, it at next
0: port. port of call. We're going to keep
1: it at port, but that's not it's not a short step to say, well, we'll put them out to sea. And then it's an even shorter step to, uh, wow, well, this boat just happened to hit an iceberg and, and sink. <laughs> you know, I mean, it could easily be put to nefarious. I'm talking about Operation hey, Evil, you no, know. No, I. They're their own worst punishment.
0: Um, Got a fan mail here. Okay. Mike writes, Hi, Aaron. Actually, I had else something come up in the meantime. A girl I know who just turned 35 shared this on her Facebook wall. It was then shared by additional girls I know who are single and in the same boat. The article itself seems to be nothing but opinions and feelings, no fact. Well, that's all writing yes. about dating. If anything, it's an example of the lies you speak about. Just stresses how lucky we are to have come across your content, uh, Rolos, etc. As Chad called them in the recent podcast, this is the oncoming leftover generation, a group we have never had in society. Be great to have a video to help reinforce this <clears throat> to those of us who are slightly more enlightened. Um, so I pulled it up here. You want to take a, a break real quick? I got about 20 minutes. I'm going to go gargle with some stuff, and we'll, we'll call it a, an end after I read through this. Sure. All right, let's do that. I'm going to take a break. Get my coffee.
1: I can I can talk a little bit.
0: The Spreading your piss and your feces everywhere.
1: That's pretty good. It's a little too many syllables, though, for the love boat. (laughs) What's a better word? The love boat. The... The filth boat. The filth boat. So he's going to gargle. Just couldn't make it another 20 minutes. And get some more coffee. Old DT, mm, the coffee's good. Mm, The coffee's good. That basically means who is John Galt? That basically means what are you going to do about it? There's nothing you can do. It's kind of a nihilistic statement from my perspective. Mm, The coffee's good. But old DT, I've been drinking too much coffee lately and getting old. Oh, the heartburn. You can't do it. You can't have too much coffee. Best in moderation when you get to DT's age. So I've had to cut back to one coffee a morning. Instead of my usual the two.
0: Tetanus boat,
1: the tetanus boat, there you go.
0: <laughs>
1: See, I was saying, I was saying, uh, oh. Cap- Cappy, I was saying that that's tuberculosis boat, that's too many syllables. How about Maybe- the tetanus
0: boat? No, tetanus love. That's,
1: yeah, I was thinking the filth boat, <laughs> the filth boat,
0: something <laughs> and something a Scooby Doo, <laughs> exactly. All right, um. This is More from coffee. the hearty soul. More coffee, huh? More coffee. Yeah, no, I got to get go. I got to take a shower. GF is going to swing on by for lunch. <coughs> <coughs> huh, huh. Um, this is from theheartysoul.com. You're allowed to have a baby after 35. DT, are you allowed to have a baby after 35? uh who who is allowed well Uh, women are women women? allowed to have a baby is is
1: anybody allowed (laughs) to have a baby after 35 it might be very very difficult and your baby might have all kinds of problems are there armed guards is there
0: the anti-baby after 35 brigade no 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 one's stopping you
1: no uh this has got a lot of pictures in fact if you spend enough money you can pretty much have a baby almost whenever but it's very risky right so
0: Women who conceive after age 35 are often known and referred to as advanced maternal age. If you haven't heard this medical term before, you've likely heard that waiting too long to have a baby is risky. It is. Why are women now waiting until they are in their 30s or 40s to start a family? There is not one answer to this question. There are plenty of reasons why motherhood is now taking place at a later stage in life. It takes time to build a career, create a home, find a healthy relationship, and secure a stable financial status. These values are all important to those who are looking to start a family. <clears throat> this is another reason my book is going to sell so well pregnancy over the age of 35 has always been remarked as dangerous and risky however it's not like everything is fine at 34 and then something magically switches at 35 now science is finally coming around to the fact that having a baby after 35 can be beneficial see it's beneficial now, <laughs> tt oh my god what's so uh, what, science I'm going to write a a book. (laughs) Operation Evil is going to write a book called "How Menopause Is a Myth." And even though that is a blatant lie, it will be a bestseller. (laughs) And it shouldn't be considered as a deterrent for healthy women. Compared to a couple decades ago, there's been quite a change. Birth rates for women in the age of 35 to 39 have skyrocketed since the 70s. Typically, women in their 30s and 40s are generally healthy enough to conceive. The National Center for Health Statistics says that this is now the fastest growing w- group of women who have children. Yeah, and it's without dads. Uh, even in the media, we're seeing more and more women announce pregnancies after the age of 35. Carrie Underwood has announced recent pregnancy at age 35. Hallie Bailey had her first child at 41 and her second at 47. A new Duchess of Sussex, Meghan Markle, announced her first pregnancy at 37. No matter the age or stage in life, Having a baby could be a little scary, regardless. However, medically speaking, it's not unusual anymore for men to wait a little later to start or continue a family. And in many cases, it isn't even more difficult. There are many ongoing studies <clears throat> on the subject. One particular study in the New England Cinerterian, oh, what they do a C-section, found that having a baby later in life can actually help you live longer. Cause fuck the kid, right? The kid may <laughs> come out with down surgery, but as long as you live longer, another Maybe- paper. Research paper called Feeling Old Versus Being Old has found that having a baby when you're older may help you live a happier and more carefree. May. May. Do you believe any of these studies, DT?
1: No. No, I don't. And I was just thinking as you're talking, um, you know, the anti-vaxxers like to say that the rates of autism are up because of vaccines, right? Well, maybe the rates of autism are up is because more women over 35 are having kids. I uh, disagree with both. I guarantee
0: you. It is because there is no dad around, and could be a combination. And,
1: could be a combination, but could the be. legitimate, legitimate If if legitimate autism. If legitimate, are yeah. Up. I'm yeah. I
0: I okay. Yeah, no. There's I'm I'm not uh, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not ruling it out. I'm just
1: saying fathers are, are very key. Because you you can look at somebody and know legit if they legitimately. Yeah, I have, have I
0: autism. have a friend, um, and he convinced me because I was still on the fence. I'm like, okay, I know Rain Man had something wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, okay, that, you could believe you could convince me of autism, but then he showed me his daughter and like, oh yeah. There's something wrong there. Yeah. Um but for every one of those I still say there's 10 fo- fakes and posers. Sure. So I'm just doing it. Um raising a baby also does wonders for the adult brain. Well, that then why are they outsourcing them immediately to daycare? Like it's just <laughs> fuck. You can't even make you can't so this get is narcissism.
1: Up a- this is just a display of huge narcissism not thinking about the kids at all. See, here's a study.
0: A study says. Well, then it must be true. And right. the Journal of the American Geriatric Society shares how teaching and watching your baby learn and grow has been shown to improve your mem- memory, mental reasoning, and problem-solving skills, all of which keep your brain sharp. Is Unfortunately, that what Hang on. It's not done. Unfortunately, most of us being grade A careers, we'll never see our children grow up because we hired nannies. I added that. <laughs> so if you're inching closer to 35 or 40, you haven't started a family yet, try not to stress. You could still achieve a healthy pregnancy in this advanced maternal age. Uh, science confirms, confirms, confirms. She That's cited a, a bunch of studies. Remember, it's one week, salt is bad for you. Yes. The next week, it's the greatest thing. Then <laughs> it's bad, but then it's good. And fat is bad. And fat is good. Right. And I want to know who did these studies. And they always, here's the other thing. The study themselves, when I did the research for the, the numbers chapter of the millennials, I had to be very clear what they said suggests Indicates right hints to not uh, not, not conclusive, not yeah. conclusive, right? You know, it's like the ancient aliens guys. It could be aliens, could be yeah. Aliens. I, yeah. I, I guess it could be aliens. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Science confirms that conceiving at a later stage in life is not only doable, but the experience may even come with added benefits. Keep your body healthy and focus on building the life you want. You're allowed to have a baby after 35. Um DT, what is the correct response to this?
1: I mean you can, but it's better to have babies earlier, clearly. No, there's the incorrect answer.
0: Incorrect answer. Well, you're
1: gonna do an operation evil answer, which it's like (laughs) Yeah, wait, ladies, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, You can wait as long as you want. What
0: (laughs) are you gonna stop? No. No. Are you gonna convince women? Of biological reality, we couldn't convince them to stop majoring in stupid shit. Are you going right. to convince them of this?
1: No, no.
0: Are you going to convince them to eat the broccoli when someone's selling them ice cream?
1: No. So this is like Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope. This this article is the new hope of being able to have a family at advanced age. So the <laughs> you correct could be answer. that eighty three year old. You could
0: be that 83 yeah year yeah. Old. You could be the eighty three year old. Right right right.
1: <laughs> so what's the correct response? Just let them do it. Let it burn.
0: There's several correct response,
1: but the correct answer is
0: let it burn. Okay. Yeah. The correct answer is to not even get worked up about this, boys. Don't don't even get worked up about it. I know it's like seeing someone about to take a hammer and hit their hand. You're like, hey, wait a minute. To right. get to the level of Zen, to get to the level of Cappy, you need to do. We are totally oming out. Just let it happen. Because I need to enjoy the show. People who believe this, are they a libertarian, conservative, traditionalists who are pro-America and small state and pro-freedom? Not at all.
1: They're, nope. They live in filthy nope. Democrat, blue leftist shithole cities, and yep, and they hate us.
0: The statement that you can go and live your life, what does that tell you right there about, about their incentives and, and their moral focus?
1: Well, it's all about them. It's all yeah.
0: about them. DT, do you love your children more than
1: you love you? I love my children more than I love Mrs. DT. I mean, that's just that's that's the you know, you love your spouse and then you realize, holy shit, the love gets even stronger with your own kids. So
0: the only form of love is when you love somebody else more than you. That is only how love can and that person loves you more than they love themselves. That is the only way love can occur. And if you are obsessed about yourself and you view what, how do they view their children? DT.
1: Oh, they're just a status symbol there. That's all. They're going to make my brain chemistry better. My they're going to give gonna me, me new, new experiences. You know, you, that, that usually is done by being a grandparent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, a, of course, that's why they, they have uh, uh, nursing homes. They'll have a kids visit or they'll bring the nursing home people to the school and they'll sure. interact with the little toddlers and the little kids and stuff. Cause it is good for, it is good yeah. for you.
0: Yeah. I, I, The children, if they have them now, the real victim here is going to be the children because they will be malattended to. They will not be raised. Mommy's got to go get her MBA or whatever. Um, The kids will be fucked up. They will make their mother's lives. Hell. I don't even think there's going to be a dad around.
1: No. Uh, Well, this is. Yeah. If you're waiting that long. Yeah. This is like sperm bank type stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This is sperm bank because now 35. Yeah. You can be attractive, but. Yeah, I won't lie, I'm still looking at the 28, 29 year olds. That really hasn't changed much. Uh it it's over. And <laughs> you don't need to get angry. You do need to shed a tear for the children. There is actually a real victim here. And that is gonna mm-hmm. be any children, unfortunately, you brought into this. But just enjoy the show, guys. Enjoy the show. Let it happen. Um, I am just amazed. At the lies law I just I just find it such a fascinating insight into human psychology. Just wow, you you are completely incapable of taking any external stimuli or evidence and incorporating that into your thinking. You you are so myopic, so solipsistic, you only really think you're the only variable here. Everything else is just going to bend your will. And mm-hmm. men are not a factor. I, I really invest your money. I'm I'm probably gonna do this. I gotta go and find out what publicly traded companies are involved in the frozen egg industry.
1: Sure. Yeah. Or the
0: IVF industry. I really, I do. Um yeah. we could call it the spinster mutual fund. We just invested <laughs> in cats, wine, and IVF.
1: Yeah. Yeah, veterinary clinics or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Chris in Phoenix, uh, thoughts on male bodybuilder marrying a pleasure doll. Uh, was that Ugh. another sometimes uh, I, I bodybuilder. We also have to keep in mind guys that there are mentally ill people out there. Yes, It's not married to a bodybuilder. Well, there's
1: our, you know, our favorite movie or one of our favorite, uh, sci-fi creations is Firefly, right? Remember yeah. What about you, it? You, well, there is in the movie, uh, sequel serenity there was the yeah. the whatever mr universe who married his love bot <laughs> <Mr. laughs> that's a Wait, part of that what? movie <laughs> you don't yeah, remember but that was like
0: down the road where they're like
1: oh they ass. basically look completely <laughs> human yeah. and they interact and yeah
0: actor and bodybuilder yuri tolocho popped the big question to his girlfriend margo uh, sex doll um yeah i there's something wrong uh, or that's just publicity stunt. Or it's a stunt, shtick. Right? That's just a publicity yeah. stunt, yeah. That's <clears throat> I I'm not going to resort to that as a publicity stunt. That's it. That's all we got. Uh you want to plug your shit?
1: Sure. I uh podcast at blackbrigade.org. I've also got a YouTube channel called Black Brigade right now. And it's a weekly podcast where I just do my thing. And, why? Uh, why
0: was it? Why was that the big epiphany on the other one? Was it just that the report came god? out and you but you didn't believe there was a god anymore, so now you were free? Was that the short? No, part? no.
1: Well, it's not that I don't um, believe that there's a god. It's just that I it it seems obvious. I I know you probably go well, duh, DT. That's I tuned obvious.
0: out because it was politics. I couldn't handle
1: it. Not okay. not that
0: not that your presentation was bad. It's just I I was not in the mood to listen to politics.
1: Okay. And what I was what I was trying to get across, and why this was kind of turning a corner for me, is that. Is that all these feelings that I've had, all these expectations, all these kind of looking at the world and going, what the fuck, God, was because I became a Christian. I thought I was entering this reality, right? That was the true reality. And uh, after all this time, I finally realized I've been kind of raging at God. And I think I, I realized that I was going through the stages of grief of the death of that God. Uh-huh. And I finally reached the acceptance stage where not only is that God dead, uh, he never existed in the first place. All these things are a result of me kind of going down this path of that being the reality. And and just and and it was a weird feeling to realize, holy crap, all of this is due to me getting on my knees and saying I'm a Christian. You know, I, right? I, I, and and you expect there to be a difference, and when there's no difference, like all these all these things that happened to me, they wouldn't be in that. Um, system they wouldn't that you wouldn't be viewing these events with that kind of philosophy kind of um, you know this is the way it should be and here's how it's not expectation right expectations and and random things happening to you are just random if you don't think that there's so you you
0: are now you have achieved atheism is what you're calling is what you're saying
1: uh i don't know or there might be a guy
0: out there but he doesn't give a shit he's not here
1: well, and, and maybe he does give a shit, but he can't do anything. But but All it's right. just chance and choice. In this reality, it's chance and choice. Things happen to you because of chance or because of other people's choices or a combination of the two. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time when this right. guy chose to do this God, to me. I met these two guys when I ended up becoming friends over the internet. I got to hang out with them on <laughs> the podcast. Jeez, that was a bad time going to Brit's <laughs> Pub. Bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I, it, you know, it... Um, And it does feel different. It feel I feel like I've been reading Nietzsche and there's the, you know, the Zarathustra that comes down out of the mountains and says, God is dead, God is dead. And I'm kind of taking that one step further and saying, No, he was never alive. No. And so a little further down that Nietzschean path, which is interesting.
0: Cool. I have the correct answer. And this is what makes me one of the greatest economists as well. I don't know. And so. Yeah, uh,
1: exactly. And I've, I've, I long
0: gave up when I was told I was going to burn in hell at four years old because I didn't believe in some pedophile looking long haired motherfucking hippie who died many, many years ago. Uh,
1: That if I didn't believe in him, that I was going to burn. I'm like,
0: yeah, not a good sales pitch. Not
1: to a four year old. You know what's exciting and life affirming for a truth seeker? uh, What's that? I don't know. Oh. That statement alone gives you purpose, right? Ah, Since you, I see, don't yeah. Know, yeah, I you don't know, you seek out the truth. I mean, yeah, as long I as you're I seeking the truth, to seek out the truth.
0: I'm really looking forward to a hedonistic lifestyle. If I make the New York Times bestseller, I really gonna <laughs> be a lot of video games and a lot of an old Mustang and an old Donk. I'm gonna get myself an old pimped out Donk and then i'm i'm gonna do the same shit i've been doing but i years. don't know is exciting
1: it's 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 nothing's exciting
0: nothing no nothing excites me anymore dt oh, nothing. come, on. come nope. on just hanging out with my buddies driving across the country <laughs> hanging out so now i'm gonna fly first class that's about the one luxury i think i will afford is if i make millions i'm gonna fly
1: first class to my buddies' places i'm like hey
0: how's it going but Cappy didn't it Apple excite tea?
1: you to find out all these things about the millennial generation when you were doing yeah all your it research did? And but stuff. it yeah. but it
0: wasn't fun. I had to research and write, and it's <laughs> well, not like I did. You know what? That was it's the most complete. I I'll say this, and I'm going to close out. Sure. Chapter two or three, the one where it's like forty pages of data and charts was uh-huh. completely unnecessary. You know why? Because, because deep down inside, everyone knows the millennials suck. Even the right. millennials know they suck. But you see, I have to go through this horse and pony show, which took almost three weeks to write and do all the research to prove. Because right. you know someone's going to, that's not true. That, and even now with all the empirical data, well, you see, you didn't carry the one that. It's <laughs> like, dude, your generation is asking for a bailout, and they ain't even 35 yet. Go fuck yourselves. But you see, I have to write that. So it's this obligation that i don't it wasn't fun it wasn't exciting there's very little in my life left over that's new or unique because i've explored
1: everything for the past decade but you didn't like get excited when you saw the first picture of a black hole ever photographed that and was okay like
0: that. yeah
1: yeah you know, The the flyby by pluto where they holy shit yeah that pluto was kind of neat
0: yeah, yeah yeah okay and then and then 15 seconds later you're back to huh
1: yeah exactly you're back (laughs) to how do i get Uh, the girls
0: (laughs) not that no no i'm way past that no but
1: i meant other people (laughs) yeah
0: anyway uh if you'd like to help out the old show as we said before just share that's all you have to do is tell people about the old Capmeister and dt uh share the books books by the way make a great purchase a great gift for Christmas. So we got of pad economic, worthless reconnaissance, man, just search Aaron Clary Amazon author page. You'll see all the different books I have out there. Uh, but you can go to olderbrother.com slash donate, uh, three ways you can help out, uh, one, a straight donation to PayPal. You get nothing for it. I don't recommend it, but I'll take free money Two, You could become a patron member, which you get access to all the behind the paywall behind the scenes stuff, which includes my, uh, the, you know, the, the cutting floor stuff that didn't make it into the book but was still written real well. Uh, Mary Jo's pinups. And then, um, the, uh, the podcast, the, uh, road trip podcast where I kind of randomly podcast if I'm hiking or driving somewhere. Um, so it's just something that you get. Cause it's like, well, you guys are donating money. I was like, Hey, I give you something. And everybody just to, Oh, and then access to sanity is the future of wealth which is my best post I've ever written that nobody really gave a shit about. So that's actually worth reading unto itself. And then the best way to help out, especially during the Christmas time, is to do all your shopping online through my Amazon affiliate program. Olderbrother.com slash donate the last link, the Amazon logo. Click on that. It takes you to Amazon. You just do your shopping. I get a 6 to 7% commission and cut on all your purchases. You do not pay extra. Jeff Bezos just gives me a check for sending traffic his way. And uh, if you could get into the good habit of doing all your shopping online there, that is a great way to help me out because it doesn't cost you anything for stuff you're going to buy anyway. You just have to get into the habit of going there first. And DT, do you use do you use this to do your Amazon shopping? No, you got to use your computer. Be an old boomer, be an yep. old Gen Xer, and use the fucking computer. Don't use this thing because it doesn't count. So that's it. That's um, it. Will you take us out appropriately for both you and me?
1: Dismissed in toodles.